0: of Booze and Phasers. I'm Audrey Kearns, your host. And I'm Claudia Dolph, and I'm also your host for episode 30, We're Talking Television, and what we think you need to be watching right now. What is that? What does that say? And what we think you need to watching right now. (laughs)
1: Look, I'm sorry. My grammar was bad.
0: (laughs) So current shows (laughs) on TV. No,
1: we're going to keep going.
0: (laughs) Let's do it. So current shows on TV are shows that will be premiering soon.
1: Well, thank you. Sorry about <laughs> sorry about my terrible editing skills. But I, yes, we are talking about television shows. There's a lot of great content on the small screen right now. So much so that I never want to leave my house anymore. And all I want to do is stay in bed and watch TV all day and night. And we want you to feel the same way too. I think. Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe that's not so healthy. Okay. I think. Okay. I, need to, I think I need to rethink Audrey my is my leaving the house issues right now.
0: So maybe we should introduce our guests all right
1: all right Kayaji. I'll revisit my anxiety issues later they're leaving today we have the <laughs> owners of Los Angeles's own nerd strong gym welcome Andrew Deutsch Nett. Christy Blacknet tell us about nerd strong gym
2: uh we are we're a fitness community for people specifically for people who are uncomfortable in a traditional fitness environment so if you were if you were wondering about CrossFit or Gold's gym or places like that but you feel like maybe you feel out of place in that in that environment. NerdStrong was created specifically to create a, you know, kind of a comfortable environment for people like like me, right. like people like that.
1: So, David, did you start NerdStrong Gym on your own, or who were you partnered with, all well, three of you guys all together? Andrew
2: started it. Um, and I it was... started
3: it for David. For David. I mean, in a way. <laughs> yeah, was... really good story. Yeah. 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 Well, tell mean, the story. I so, love the story. Uh, I started, uh, well, I started doing CrossFit, like, for five years, and then... Andrew got really fit doing CrossFit. So Andrew, I'm kind of. Fit. You, you were you were.
2: Sort I wasn't like, very serious
3: about it. You were my you were my little fat writing partner. And then, <laughs> I was less fat <laughs> for five years. Well, I like working out. Like I like. And CrossFit came along, and it had, like, barbells and dumbbells and people sweating. And, and you got and super, super fit that.
2: in, like, three years. You got super fit. super fit. I mean, super fit. Compared to how it. I was and Com- how we were, you we were to you, you guys are Andrew, all
0: fit. Everyone Andrew, is fit. take the compliment. You're <laughs> all, pretty. Okay. <laughs> all pretty.
3: I mean, I'm much better looking now than I ever was before. That's, that's That is true. Like that is so empirically true. So you
1: were working out first, then?
3: I was working out first, and then I was, like, I bought a bunch of equipment on my own because... I used to go to the morning classes, and I got bored, and so I would want to work out again. And so I just bought a bunch of equipment and had it in my garage. And uh, David uh, was going through a divorce, and for the last, like, two years, I've been trying to get him to go to the CrossFit gym with Uh me. He's like, I'm never going there. I'm like, no, it's a lot of fun. And uh, it's just like the environment didn't speak to him. Yeah, no, I wilted under that circuit. I I, I felt really uncomfortable there. And it wasn't
2: because the people weren't nice, because I had— because Andrew had been going for a few years, I knew a lot of the people at yeah. dinners and stuff like that, and they're great people. I just, the environment was mm. wrong for who
3: I was as a human being. Right. Just didn't speak to him. And so I, I he, he was going through divorce and he's like, man, I need to stay at your house for a couple weeks. And I was like, man, I got him now. I have him at my house. And so he can't speak. <laughs> and so I made him work out with me a couple of times, just doing the normal things that I normally did. And that didn't work. Well, he,
2: and, I mean, he was made as you—you you said this will make you feel better, and at that point, I was willing to try anything. Like that's the only point you could have got me started in fitness because I was so broken, I would have tried anything. Yes, and and it part in some ways it did make me feel better, but it wasn't. It didn't speak to me. Working right. out, was it, it didn't
3: inspire better. him. Like right. I mean, he was. I doing I can't it. wait
1: to go do this workout. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what we needed, or uh-huh. at least I needed from him, um, and uh, so. One day I just sat down I was like, you know what, I'm going to create a dungeon workout for him because he was the dungeon master of my
4: uh-huh.
3: uh, Dungeons Dragons group. Uh-huh. And, you know, I drew up a, like a little sort of makeshift grid paper on the whiteboard and, you know, you busted down the door in the room and you fought the monster you only had a certain amount of time to do it and before you could escape the dungeon. And I had him doing like push-ups and squats and a bunch of other stuff, but it was in a realm that spoke to him and was fun for me to build. And... After we did that, you know, for a few weeks, I think we were sitting in the backyard and David looks up to me and he's like, you know, I think we really have something here. I was like, what are you talking about? And because we were just having fun. It was fun for me to create the workouts. But then we had like eight people there. Yeah. Well, I think
2: the other thing that happened too was that in that time... It was not only the themed workouts—the you know D and D themed and Viking themed and Star Wars themed stuff. workouts. the Viking themed one
1: is super awesome. The Viking I'm workout was saying. created for our that's friend awesome.
2: uh, Drea's birthday. Uh-huh. Yes, uh, in the middle of the driveway experience, but it wasn't just that stuff. But also during that time, so I'm not motivated by competition, mm-hmm. or if somebody's like mm-hmm. yelling at me to push harder or one more rep, I'm more likely to curl up in a ball or walk yeah. away. Like that's not yeah. how I'm motivated. And so during the course of the first you know couple of months that Andrew was training me. Um, uh, we realized that that wasn't how I was motivated, but I could be motivated in other ways. And, right. and we so we started to discover that other people were interested in the theme stuff, but were also interested in being motivated in a in a different way, in a non-traditional fitness way. And yeah. I think Nerd Strong Gym isn't just the themes, just the theme stuff. It's, it's, it's also the, the community that we fostered in the kind of spirit of collaboration um, that we've brought to the workout experience that's different from what you typically, I think, find.
1: Exactly. And once, I mean, I... I I've been training, my husband and I have been training with Andrew, and um, I've also trained with David and Christy as well. And the great thing, you walk into it, it is a gym. You're not walking into, like, a super fun arcade where everything's like, I'm a nerd, I'm a nerd, I'm a nerd. But um, you do, you know, there is some elvish on the wall, and there is some some wonderful things. But when you're there, it is there's those themed workouts that really, really do motivate you. But you are there for fitness. You are there to be healthy. And it's made a big change in my life. And actually what you said, Dave, was really interesting because my husband – Used to be an athlete, and all of you guys were good with this, with me and my husband, where Brian is the, come on, Brian, do it, do it, do it. Yeah. But if Andrew comes up to me and says, come on, Audrey, I'm liable to punch him in the face. Yeah. I don't, you know, <laughs> I'm just like, what the fuck? What do you want?
3: And I don't ever do that.
1: And he doesn't do that. He's like, It's like a good, good director in a play, where it's, you yeah. talk you know to your actors. It's and,
2: very yeah. much like that, because we talked yeah. about that in the beginning. Because I, as a director, when I was doing more theater, that's, yeah. I, I used to talk about that a lot, that, you know, learning how to communicate to your actors is your job as a director. Yeah. And some of them want you to compare their emotional state to the music because that's how they listen yeah. to. And some want to be motivated in different ways. Yeah. You, your your job as a coach is to figure that out, and that's part of our. Part yeah, of our Andrew. I Andrew's
1: everybody really a great puzzle. with both of us. You I, know,
3: everybody's a puzzle. Yeah. I mean, and you, you got to figure them out. So everybody's everybody has their own dialect. Yeah. Everybody has their own, you know, walking stance. You know, everybody responds to like cues differently. Sometimes yeah. I was talking to Brian today about that. Is like. You know, you can be the most knowledgeable coach in the entire world and use a lot of technical knowledge towards the body, and a person still won't know what you're talking about. Right. So you have to create some kind of metaphor sometimes right. that speaks to who they are in order to get them to do yeah. the thing. And I think we actually are really good at that. Well, and I think we each have
2: different strengths, Christy. Uh, what like there are there are things at the gym, deadlifts and kettlebell swings, that I almost always send people to you if I'm struggling. Because you're so good at that, Christy. We how worked. did
1: you come to be involved in,
2: in so? Nerd I uh,
5: I met David after you guys have been working out maybe a month or so. It wasn't very long
3: before it was, you. It wasn't went. very long, yeah. right?
5: Um, I met David, uh, and he told me about. Uh, at that time, we were calling it Nerd Fit.
3: Oh, I was just happy that a girl showed up.
5: Um, <laughs> but I, but I too, like I, and, and so I would met David, then, and I didn't know Andrew at all, and but Andrew wanted to do like a little intro thing, so I, I had it like. I emailed Andrew, and I showed up at his house. I'd never met him before, and I'm, like, texting David. I'm like, I- I'm going in. you <laughs> here for me. Um,
3: and there's, uh, there's my, old gar- my old garage, it was at the back of the property, <laughs> oh. and then there was, like, this huge oh. iron gate <laughs> yeah. that you had to go through and then walk, like, 50 feet, and then there's some shadowy yeah. figure deep, in the deep, garage. Deep, really? in yeah. deep, deep in Van Nuys. Like, Van 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 a v- nice
2: v- neighborhood <laughs> in Van Nuys, but still, you're deep in Van Nuys.
1: And all the best porn yeah. is filmed in Van Nuys. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Anything old...
2: could have been happening, and it really is like that. Yeah, yeah.
5: So and so I showed up and I uh just come off running a a marathon. So I was like I'm I'm in pretty good shape and he destroyed me. And it was because I was good at running for a, a very right. long time at a slow pace. So it was yeah. different movements for me. But what I found um, once I started like, I was you know, I was in. I think it was in before I even showed up just because of what David had told me about it.
3: But it did but- surprise me a little bit because she did she showed up and like there was an internal discussion with me like she's like I ran a marathon. I was like, all right, I'll all show right. you what seven minutes with my work. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <All right. laughs>
3: But then she, then shall she, we, got- shall
5: we ch- battle now.
3: Yeah. We can battle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I get my but, ass handed to me now.
5: What I, um, I like to compare, uh, Nerdstrong to is, uh, so I grew up in a, a doing gymnastics. So I actually feel okay in a traditional, uh, gym setting. I, I identify better here. And I think what it is is, so, like when I went to my first convention. I was in my early 20s. I went to Dragon Con. Uh, it's my favorite one of all time. My favorite, too. And because the cast of the tribe, which is this uh, post-apocalyptic teen mm. soap opera out of New Zealand, was going to be there. Oh, wow. Uh, and I was super excited. <laughs> and that's deep, cuts.
1: I,
2: deep cuts. Uh, yeah. deep, deep cuts. Super deep cuts.
1: <laughs> super <laughs> deep
5: cut. We're all about all the deep cuts. Yeah. All on DVD. Um,
2: <laughs> what? P- pirate DVDs? <laughs> no,
5: no, no. No, they're real. But oh, I, had are to, they? I had to get a DVD player at the time that... Uh,
4: had the, a you
0: know, converter con- the code yeah because oh it was international yeah, yeah no i was
5: i was deep in um but i went i went to dragon con and i instantly felt at home here are my people i may not love all of the same things but everybody is excited to be here wants to be here is excited that you're Open, here, accepting yes and yeah that's the same feeling that i get at nerdstrong so it's in that fitness environment everybody belongs we all are in this together we scale all of our workouts so that everybody can work out together so somebody who's brand new to fitness never has never done a squat before other than getting up and down out of a chair can work out alongside alongside somebody who may have been working out their entire life right so it's uh, it's that community aspect of it
3: and it allows you know you know your love for a thing to kind of come out uh so you know whether it's Star Trek or, you know, Christopher She-Hulk. And I'm kind of a generalist uh-huh. when it comes to nerdy stuff. So whenever people would bring stuff to the gym that was super nerdy or whatever they were wearing, mm-hmm. I'm excited. Right. Because that's cool to me that mm-hmm. they're so excited to come to the gym. But if they're dressed like Darth Vader while they do that, that's great because that's something that they love and they're inside a gym right. doing something that's difficult. So right. meshing those two things sort of mentally and physically – It was kind of exciting for me to kind of witness its, uh, you know, formation just, you know, through initial stages with David and then through Christy and then through other people coming in, having that kind of like freedom to love what they love and still be able to do something uh, difficult and and sometimes story driven around other people. And so it almost becomes, I, I equated this the other day to, you know, a Dungeons and Dragons night you're questing with other people and you're going through something. And that's why, how you become friends with those people is that, Mm -hmm. you know, when you reminisce about something hard or difficult, it's usually within the quest and we can do the, that same thing happens a lot of times with maybe a particularly difficult workout at the Mm -hmm. gym. Everybody like, Oh, I remember that one time when we did that thing and there's a good, you know, 40% of the gym that has gone through that together. We're we're storytellers. Human
2: beings are storytellers or at least story receivers. Um, Mm -hmm. And we're really motivated by that. And I think, using storytelling in our workouts whether it's you know themed or you know the kind of camaraderie in that we substitute the love of story that our members have for mm-hmm. the fear of working out that mm-hmm. they came in with, right, and so right. you get to kind of transpose that you know you don't, maybe don't love working out but you love stories and you love participation in in that and so you can kind of substitute that
5: well and i think too the i mean as nerds geeks whatever you want to call us mm-hmm. what a lot of us were missing was a community acceptance, right? We often had a small community of a a couple people. But here you can come into a place that's accepting. You automatically have a group of people who get you Mm -hmm. on on a level so that it makes that a safer space to explore something that can be quite emotional and scary like yeah. fitness is emotional like I yeah I cry all the time at the gym like I was teaching uh somebody deadlifts and I got so like I, I got get emotional talking about yeah. deadlifts which is ridiculous but I have a very emotional relationship with fitness and I think a lot of us do for various different reasons right. and so it's nice to be able to have a space where you can come in and, and all of that's okay right? well, we had
3: a person the other day that is interested in none of these things mm-hmm. and she came into i do these little intro workouts on on saturdays and you know one of the, one of the girls that had come in uh, she's like i don't know i don't know anything nerdy mm-hmm. and uh she's like do i have to in order to join the gym i was like no absolutely not and then there was two people there that took the intro with her that were um basically really big D and D fans and they were talking about She's like, "What is D and D? I don't, I don't know what that is." And and so they started talking about the aspects D and D and how people have character sheets and you could become this or that. You know, uh, your imagination is part of the game. And and by the end of that conversation, that girl who said I don't have any connection to anything nerdy was like, "Well, I want a character sheet." <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And, and you know, she now she's a member of the gym. Yeah. And I would say that some of the things that you know at other gyms. Uh, where she used to go to weren't a part of the fitness regimen are a part of ours. Mm-hmm. Maybe we might inspire her to Find something that she truly loves, whether it's, you know, a, a geek-related thing or not. We're, right. build, we're building a nerd
2: army is what it boils down <laughs> yeah. to. Yeah. Is that nerd, yeah. We
3: already mostly run the world.
2: Um, now we are going to take over the physical space as well. <laughs> yes. So, exactly.
1: Yeah. And it's it's a, it's a fine gym. You guys, check them out. It's Nerdstrom. Nerdstrom. I'm halfway through <laughs> one glass of wine. Uh, NerdStreamGym.com, <laughs> yeah. and they yeah. can find out more about it, especially if you're in the Los Angeles area. And hopefully uh, uh, years from now, you guys will be in... More places. You guys are going to San Diego Comic Con?
2: We'll be at Comic Con, yeah. Will
1: yeah. you guys be doing a workout or a panel?
3: Hopefully, doing panels. The panel submission is happening, I think do, is, uh, like Monday, uh, Monday,
1: yeah. Monday
3: or second yeah. Tuesday. Workouts yeah. are hard at conventions. They really aren't because people go there to not work out. Yeah. They we, go there four days to drink. Workout, we did, year, so we did, we did, did a pop up workout last year. So we did, we did a pop up workout last we year. Did. And people we did. did
2: come, really? but finding a gym to host us, they had to go way off campus. But I would like to do that again. So hopefully, we'll be doing that again. Yes.
1: All right. Well, let's talk about our sponsor, Claudia.
0: I'm totally drinking Devotion Vodka right now. We're all
1: enjoying our Devotion oh, it's Vodka so Delicious,
0: <laughs> And I just want to thank you. Thank you, Devotion Vodka, seriously, for uh, uh, um, being a sponsor for the past year, for the past 30 episodes. American-made, sugar-free, gluten-free, um, wonderful, delicious vodka, all different kinds of flavors. Um, so if you see happy, pretty wings on a bottle, that's Devotion. we you, you we're
3: normally mix with was something because I'm drinking it straight from the bottle.
0: You right said now. you didn't want anything, Andrew. <laughs> I thought
1: that was, you know, on the I
3: daring
1: <laughs> I'd like my vodka neat, please. <laughs> <laughs> my blueberry and cheese <laughs> vodka neat. Very All warm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think it's time uh, for us our se- our first oh. segment of the show. Uh, Claudia is
0: going to read a William Shatner tweet.
3: Shatner. Shat Tweet. Sweet. Sweet. Sweet.
0: Sweet. 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 So I just I this have This is from this week. It this is from this week and this is um just one interaction um several tweets but one interaction from um, Mr. Shatner. Um so he enjoys a lot of shows, different shows. Right now he's on a supernatural kick. Was he on it or something or does he just He's watching, yeah,
1: it? I, I think he's friends with the two actors too, so they're always like right talking to each other, and good seeing you at such-and-such con.
0: Well, I will preface this because this is what set it off. You might have a spoiler. I haven't seen um, Supernatural, not a single episode, So, uh, but this is uh, Mr. Shatner Goes, hashtag Supernatural. The entrance to heaven. Good flashback. Uh, Cameron Duet said... Why spoil supernatural? Hashtag furious, angry face. (laughs) Shattastic goes, Don't you love hissy fits of millennials? I roll emoji. (laughs) (laughs) And then Catherine says, What does them being a millennial have to do with anything? I roll emoji. Shatner goes, Do you see older people complaining? And then uh, somebody else says, well, yes, I do see old people complain nonstop about millennials. And then
3: Shatner goes, <laughs> but he got one more It's a right? nice downward spiral that yeah.
4: we're
0: in. Because then obviously if millennials learn to stop throwing hissy fits, two issues would get solved. Wow. Wow. That is the end.
1: So he, he goes he down rabbit
3: fights. holes with he
1: god, likes fights. That yeah. is such a he
3: likes fights weird Twitter conversation that almost yeah, never it's, happens. It's the digital yeah. get off my lawn. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Is, yeah. It, is. it is it totally <laughs> is. Oh my god, that is fantastic. Well, let's
1: get to the um, some of the news that came out this week before we get to our topic on TV I'm shows. Have some I'm oh, sure, I'll, sure, I'll have some. Mean, bring the the bottle. Bring, bring the, the bottle. Bring
2: yes, I mean,
3: vodka. Vodka.
1: Do you mind if we get started without you, Claudia? All right, let's talk about um, Jonathan Demme. Claudia's away. gone, you guys. You guys, let's talk about Claudia. Yeah. Let's talk about it right now. Um, Jonathan Demme passed away this week, acclaimed a director, had such an interesting, diverse uh, career. Um, he obviously, um, well, he's most known for uh, directing Silence of the Lambs, uh, horror movie, won actors, won the big five Oscars, uh, yeah. best actor, best actress, Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Director, Best
3: Movie. Probably out of nowhere, too. I mean, yeah. to, to be honest, I mean, right. that kind of movie should not be winning those kinds of awards.
1: Yeah, exactly. It was, and, and, you know, a lot of people say in great part, not only to the great story, but the way he works with um, with his actors, where he is really an actor's director. He's very collaborative. He lets them control their parts, you know, which Anthony Hopkins and Jodie Foster were so good in that movie, and he's like famous for those really, yeah, you know, close-ups. Do you guys have any favorite Jonathan Demi films? I actually do.
2: I adore Rachel Getting Married. That's and the one
1: I, when I was reading all the stuff. That's the one I have not seen. And, I,
2: and see, I will. I'll admit, I actually I didn't know that he had directed it. I saw, yeah. it, you know, it's quite separate from. It, like I wasn't following. That Jonathan was a crazy Finn thing
3: when I was looking, you know, through his movie yeah. collection. Is like he couldn't pin this guy down. Yeah. But but, yes. but I think the actors' director thing true. is 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 very clear in Rachel Getting Married too, and
2: I I just like it's it feels to me front to back it feels so uh, honest. Yes, and I mean I'm an actor and a writer and and stuff in in my other life, and uh and that's partly what I go to movies for is to watch actors you know trick me into believing them. Yeah, and. And to me, that's a, mo-
3: a perfect example of that in a, in a movie. I'll director.
1: have to see it. That's the one yeah. I, I never. I mean, what saw. I liked
3: about his directing the most is uh, he never really felt his hand. Like yeah. in, you yeah. never felt like a heavy-handed director in the the movie. Right. You could
1: go to movies now and say, "So and so directed this movie." I can tell by the first yeah. scene.
3: Sure. Yeah, yeah. and but he kind he was- of almost was sort of, you know, transmuting himself from. Property to property for what for what it needed to be, you know. He did music videos and yeah. And well,
1: his I mean, one of my favorite documentaries of him, concert things of him it was "Stop Making Sense." The, yeah. the, the Talking Heads. That oh, was, I haven't seen that. Oh my God, he it's his first. He, his yeah, first, he, um, he dang, yeah, first is the director now. of "Stop Making Sense," which um I was the perfect. That's how old I am. I was the perfect age group for that <laughs> <laughs> in the eighties. It's fantastic, and, and my favorite part of that, you know, is. David Byrne on stage for, um, is, it, what's the, is it Life During Wartime? I think it's Talking Heads song. Mm-hmm. Where um, So his the backup singers are, are, I think they're in tracksuits, and they're running, you guys would love it, they're running in place the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and he runs laps
4: around exhausting. the whole
1: stage. And they're all dripping oh, with amazing. sweat by the end of it. And I, Brian and I watched that with, our, uh, with my stepdaughter the other night, and I was just like, I couldn't. Dude, I couldn't do that when I was 20. <laughs> <what they're doing. laughs> but anyway, Stop Making Sense was, is, is, is fantastic. And I also enjoyed, um, I don't know if you guys have seen Swimming to Cambodia. Yes. Or oh, yeah, the yeah, Spalding, yeah. Cambodia, Based yes. on Spalding Gray's one-person mm-hmm. show. And that was amazing. Is there anything you loved about him, Christy? So
5: I I don't come from the acting world. So I, I'm not involved in that industry. But when I, I got this, like, nostalgia pain when I saw that he had passed. And it, I saw Silence of the Lambs. At my gymnastics coach's house when I was 15, and I wasn't oh, supposed to be what kind of, of coaches, right? I like, I, like...
3: What is going on? <laughs>
5: no, like we would have sleepovers with her. She was like, you know, like, I don't know, she's. Well, she's less I'm than sorry. Every years time years. we out
3: here, gymnastics coach, I think of Bella. That's oh, all. Oh, no. yeah. yeah, no. Showing everybody. No, <laughs> she, so I have this she, image she, of you, like in a little Afghan, watching Sons of the Lamb with some no. sort of it big mustachioed. <laughs> <for laughs> <his training. laughs> it,
4: it,
1: it's kind of the yeah. same theme of her walking to that <laughs> garage
5: <laughs> for the first yeah. time. <laughs> she's less than ten years older than than me, um, and uh, she she's an integral part of my childhood. But uh a couple of us we had a sleepover at our house and we watched that and of course I was uh not allowed to watch R rated movies yeah. in general. My first one was uh, Aliens when I was fourteen my mom was out of town yeah. and my dad's like, All right good here oh. we go. <laughs> Your um, dad but, did it. Yeah, so dad I told him that, But like Silence of the Lambs my parents would not have been down with. Uh-huh. Um I, I also learned what some choice words meant, uh that oh. at time yeah. as well. I don't know yeah. I don't know what the swearing policies are. You can us. say whatever you want. Yeah, whatever yeah. She want. she also that weekend, explained what cunt was. Yeah. Like, cunt and you're was. like, Oh so I was like, my. Oh, <laughs> like, I, like I was just this sheltered little well, not, you know. What about you Claudia? Kid. Claudia is actually a huge
0: um
1: Horror fan, yeah. so you must okay. have really loved *Silence of the Lambs* as well. It's yeah. part
0: of our yeah viewing pleasure every hol- every Halloween. Ho- I
5: think you're gonna
1: say it's holiday. a holiday.
0: holiday. And it's yes. a holiday. <laughs> I do. I, I, mean, I am very excited
5: about holidays. <laughs> it's Arbor
0: so. Day. Yeah. Yeah. I love all holidays
5: too. Yeah, sure. yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, so it, but it's not just a good thriller or horror movie. I mean, it's just a good movie. Like yeah. it's, it's a it's great. Movie. It's it's incredibly done. Movie. Yeah, it's fantastic. But movie. I also just watched Justin Timberlake's Justin Timberlake How and. And the Tennessee Tennessee kids because I'm a 30-something whatever, and I like Justin Timberlake. Uh But I sat down and watched it on Netflix, and it's just a great—it was his last film that he directed, and, you know, he was known for his concert films, and it's amazing because he does a really good job of showing you the entire concert and still getting, you know, to the heart of— What's going on behind the scenes. Um, but sometimes you, with these concert films, you get like a little bit of the show, but it's mostly like what's going on backstage. And he does a really good job of combining the both of those. So you get to see a majority of the show, plus how right. they got to that stage, right. to the last show in Las Vegas. But Justin so.
1: Timberlake also penned a nice little...
0: Yeah, he did. He did. for him on, he uh, did. on social media.
1: But then, you know, so you have Silence of the Lambs, but then you go all the way over to like Married to the Mob. Married yeah. yeah. to the Mob. Yeah. yeah. And Something and, Wild. Yeah. Something Wild with Melanie Griffith and everything. He was, at, oh, you know what? I forgot to say at the top of this. I just wanted to point out that Jonathan Demi attended the University of Florida and he's a gator, so go gators.
4: Oh. <laughs> I just,
1: as a fellow gator, I forgot that was like, you know, University of Florida isn't known for like a lot of Famous actors coming from it, or directors, or people you know um, in in the industry. But we have Jonathan Demi. He was a community. I think he was communications. Was he vocal
0: about that? Did you ever see him or hear him say anything? No, I know, just like go I, Gators. I just or?
1: we heard it because I went to University of Florida. Yeah, you know, I never heard him say it. And um, Stephen Root is oh, a Gator, and he wonderful. comes to he sounds like a Gator. I went to an oh. alumni thing, and Stephen <laughs>
4: Stephen <laughs> Root was there.
1: But they were also not theater majors. They were like in communications or.
2: Something Even like further that. proving that my theater degree was a waste exactly. of Exactly. <laughs> Mine was,
1: was absolutely a waste of time. And As for loved, fine
2: arts and theater, good job, you.
5: Yeah.
4: But um, also I, might loved, have
5: you, I might have you beat.
4: Yeah,
2: that's true.
5: Recreation management and youth leadership. So Recreation what? Management. Was it,
2: you do it, run a gym. And now, that, so. That's
3: why yeah.
4: you,
5: so you do. You do.
3: <laughs> you were it. educated in parks and rec. Basically.
5: Okay. <laughs> Basically. <laughs>
1: Um. So, yeah, I did want to say that. And he did love New Order. He always found a way to put New Order in his films, too. And I'm a big New Order fan. Once again, yeah. dating myself to the, <laughs> to the 80s. And then, of course, Philadelphia, you said something oh, wild. Yes. I mean, he's just such a diverse, he had a lot of diversity in his films, and he had a lot of diversity with his uh, films. It looked that like things
3: sense. that he liked to do. Yeah. yeah. And he went off and directed them.
1: Yeah. 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 Whereas
3: other directors probably would shy away from music videos after they started doing movies. Yeah. He was like, no, I'm still interested in that. I'm still, yeah. I still, like to, I still like, like to do documentaries. He yeah. would yeah. go so off I'm and gonna do go, documentaries. Yeah. And this is
1: what I want to do now. So I'm going to yeah. go do that now. So rest in peace. I'm going to um, close out this segment because I was reading um, an article about him on The Hollywood Reporter. And the guy, the reporter, closed it out perfectly. The reporter's name is Stephen Dalton of The Hollywood Reporter. He said, so let us not mourn his passing, but rather celebrate his cinematic legacy in a suitable, joyful manner with a Talking Heads album, cranked up loud, a fine Chianti, and some fava beans. Oh my <laughs> God, that's, so, that's so fantastic. I would say
3: 100% of the people that uh, saw Sons of the Lambs uh, had never eaten a fava bean. Yes. Before that <laughs> yeah. movie, and all of a yeah. sudden, like,
1: hmm. I still haven't, but I know what one is. What? I know. You know
0: me, how I eat. I know you can't.
1: not I- potatoes and it. meat i'm oh, terrible <laughs> i think we have time for one more uh a uh, news article then we'll, we'll move on to our, our topic yesterday uh m night shamalan uh released a series of tweets um oh david wants to talk we'll we'll get to oh. you david um I, let, I me over, uh, <laughs> let me go over uh let me go over well in that case i i, I do want to um let me just read what the tweets the, the tweets were if i could pull it up on, on geekgirlauthority.com did you see that plug Hey, guys. Go you Gators. Should, go Gators. <laughs> hey, all you Gators. Go visit geekgirlauthority.com. Where's the un- Unbreakable? There's a picture. Oh, there God. he is. Okay, so Unbreakable is getting a se- sequel, so says M. Night Shyamalan. This is what he said on Twitter. It's taken 17, and these are a series of tweets, obviously. It's taken 17 years, but I can finally answer the number one question I get. Are you making a fucking sequel to Unbreakable or What? My film my new film is the sequel to Unbreakable and Split. It was always my dream to have both films collide in this third film. The iconic Bruce Willis is returning, the incomparable Samuel L. Jackson is back, plus James McBoy from Split is going to be in it, and Anna Taylor Joy, Anya Taylor Joy from that movie as well. And he goes on, it's gonna be called Glass, and he gave a release date, January 18th, 2019. What's driving you so crazy, David? Are you well, so happy,
2: un- and sad? Unbreakable is one of my favorite movies.
1: Okay,
2: uh, and I, so I, I will say that the first thing I'll say is that a sequel to Unbreakable, Once Upon a Time, would have made me ecstatic.
1: Right.
2: Um, I have not been able to stomach an M. Night on movie for a very long time. Um, however, I didn't see Split, and I this made me curious about Split, and I went to Rotten Tomatoes, and it got actually pretty good reviews. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so maybe it's.
1: I'm curious to hear what you think about that because uh, we feel Brian and my husband and I feel the same way. And um, it was like one of those afternoons where we wanted to go see a movie and split was. It was I think it came out in January, right? Yeah. It was the only thing that was out. We went to see it and we left the movie way wow, I that we were surprised because there's been such a shit storm of movies. Well, and there was a time when
2: a Shyamalan movie would come out and I was in and yeah, I loved yeah. the movie like I, and I was I was a. I held on for a long time. Like, I really loved The Village when people started I to turn like, on him. No,
0: I like The Village. The Village is a beautiful we'll love that. story.
2: And the monster twist reveal that people had come to expect from him wasn't as powerful as in some previous movies. But yeah. the rest of the movie is astonishing. Right. And it, uh, well worth it. And I actually really loved Lady in the Water as well.
4: I didn't Which see is that where one. a lot of
2: people fell off the boat yeah. with Lady yeah, okay, in, the water. in the Water. It's, it's just a really I do. beautiful fable. Mm-hmm. Um. But it wasn't what people expected from him at that time. Right. And then I... I uh, there was the one where the trees were gonna kill us and, and no, that was dumb. Marky Mark was a school teacher and I I I had mm. seen um uh the the oh, the Avatar that he directed, which was terrible. Terrible. And then I went and saw I think this is the order of them. I think it was Avatar and then whatever that one was where the trees were killing the us. And- um and it, it just I, I couldn't anymore.
1: Yeah, that was yeah. that was the end. Well I suggest going to see Split. I won't say anything further about it because there is, I as you can seen tell that, from this, the, these tweets, there is something that happens where it's connected. Uh, it, it's They're, it, the, they so take
2: they're all the same it's same it's universe, in the same
3: universe. Amazing. It's the that same makes universe. It's the same universe. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I. So it's a Tarantino type thing where it's all these movies that yeah, yeah, are all yeah. in the same universe, technically? Yeah.
2: and so, yeah. I'll, I'll oh, say Except it's, like, it's
1: only going to be these two.
2: An unbreakable sequel, once upon a time, would have been super exciting to me. Now I'm a little afraid for it. Are you going to wait?
1: I, do you think you can change your mind if you like Split?
2: Absolutely. I mean, I yeah, I don't, I, mean, I don't like bear any personal ill will toward it. <laughs> I, I mean, we want yeah, to no, succeed. If it's, if it's a good we movie, I'm i be excited. Of it. And and I and he's he's making this sequel to Unbreakable. I want it to be good. I just I'm I'm. Hesitant. It, it's such a beautiful. I, I love anything we can do to
3: so. stop Bruce Willis from making shitty B movies. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, in, in honestly, there's there's a crazy amount of crappy Bruce Willis movies on Netflix that are like never came out in the theater, never went to like DVD or anything. just went right into Netflix and. And I guess they're just gonna squeeze every ounce with some B movie hair pieces going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. hair pieces. So I'm a, I'm also a huge Bruce Willis fan
2: as part I of my love of Unbreakable, him. I like to too. the point where I wore out a a Return of Bruno cassette tape in <laughs> oh my junior God. high. So his album that or,
4: yeah, yeah. Bruno,
2: I wore out a cassette tape and had to buy a second one. That's how much of a Bruce Willis fan I was. I bought. Like, I watched Z-3 with, Z-3 with my dad.
3: <laughs> I did. Based
1: upon early. his endorsement, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> were, were you guys the the Were you guys fans of Moonlighting? Oh yeah, oh, I he watched. Was. I oh, watched it with my
3: dad. Obsessed. That was yeah. Me and I too. and I one of
2: the when Christy and I were first uh, later dating.
5: Yeah,
2: I made her watch the pilot of Moonlighting, which I think is an uh, astonishing pilot because
5: I remember it being on, but I don't remember watching. It. I'm just yeah. like a little bit too young. It You're too young. <laughs> yeah, it's a great yeah. cast. Remember,
2: remember,
5: <laughs> remember the episode
1: with. Um, uh, Whoopi goldberg when yes. they end up walking oh off the god. set and every god i love that
2: it was show. extraordinary the, that show. the shakespeare episode i remember vividly oh yeah the true episode
3: uh do bears bear do bees bee yeah it was <laughs> I mean, so good and and that was a very rags to riches story for bruce willis as a person yeah. he was yeah. like bartender guy one day and then got that pilot of the and then
1: he had to release yeah. a single I, I can't remember what it was. Remember he released a single? Well, he had a whole
3: album. He had a he whole album? It was a yeah. Return to Bruno. Oh, yeah. oh,
1: that's what you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're talking yeah. about a film. No, no, It's a whole no, 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 no. It's a <laughs> album. Before Garth
3: Brooks did his alt persona, Bruce Willis had an alt persona. It was Bruno. Yeah. So he yeah. was Bruno. the first yeah. guy. To, okay. I thought maybe that was a
1: film I hadn't seen that you were talking about. Down
3: in Hollywood and under the boardwalk. It's Hollywood days. You know, when he was just... it's it's At that time... Uh, There's this, uh, I think it's this amazing Rolling Stone article about that time in Hollywood Uh when actors became giant, huge megastars. Yeah. You're talking like Bruce Willis went from $150,000 for Die Hard to $25 million for Die Hard 2. You know, that was the level. Wow. And then then they were opening things like Planet Hollywood. There wasn't just one Planet Hollywood. They opened like 50 of those things all at the same time. That's right. And... And they were talking about how uh, the agencies became these monoliths that they are now. They Before, they were more boutique. Now, they were like, you know, uh, Bruckheimer Simpson, you know, era. Uh-huh. Where it was just cocaine-fueled money <laughs> pouring out of everything. Oh, my you know? God. And that was a, an extraordinary time in Hollywood of just like...
2: It's
3: the, the 80s. Yeah, the 80s, but where actors became product...
2: So just I, I a little thing insight into my childhood and my love of Bruce Willis and Moonlighting <laughs> and The Return of Bruno. Um, I had taken apart a Teddy Ruxpin because I wanted to see oh how it worked.
4: Oh, that is fantastic. Um, <laughs> so I had this like... Stop right there. <laughs> really? That, that's science <laughs> to the <all> lambs. <laughs>
2: but my plan became I was going to rebuild the Teddy Ruxpin and create because I was also I had also just learned to sew at that time because I wanted to see how that worked. Uh-huh. Um, I was going to like so. build a yeah. plush Bruce Willis doll on top of the Teddy Ruxpin frame, frame, so I could play the r- play the Return of Bruno's cassette with Bruce Willis singing it in oh, the Teddy Ruxpin oh, frame. That's- <laughs> that is
0: fantastic. <laughs>
2: That was my plan. It never happened. <laughs> I, instead, I threw. eventually threw away a broken teddy bear. I would love You're to see tired. that abomination. <laughs> of
5: oh, yeah. You should revisit that and try to make it work.
2: I'm sure I have in have all my spare time. See,
5: do you see the video of the um, Tickle Me Elmo without any other Yes.
0: No. Yes, it's, it's, terrifying. Terrifying. it's not it's cute. so scary. scary.
5: After I mean,
0: this, you disturbing. should show them your little bear thing.
1: I'll show them, Noah, uh, at yeah. the end. I'll, I'll send you guys <laughs> away with... Nightmares. Yeah. All right, let's get
0: to our our, our topic, which is shows
1: that we feel here that you. Let's need... start the
3: show. Yeah, <laughs> let's start the show.
1: Forty minutes and we're going to start the show. Um, that we feel that you need to be watching right now. That you shouldn't live without these oh, shows. So sh- they they bring us individually so, so much, much joy. Yes, now much we didn't joy. discuss. The five of us did not discuss nope. what shows we're bringing or anything. I'm going to read from Twitter some whether some of our fans <sighs> sent us. Um, they may be on our list. They may not be. Talena Morrison, which is a story guy that I love, um, she's been a fan she's of a Claudia fan. Uh, and my show *Booze and Faces* yeah. for a long time. Yeah, and exactly. last month, she s- submitted a writing sample to the Geek *Girl Authority*. Now she's oh, a awesome. contributor. Yeah. That's yeah.
2: amazing. Yeah. And she is she's, she's awesome. congratulations.
0: Yeah, she's, she's a very, very I, I good did writer, diehard and very yeah. fun. But and but Invited me to a wine tasting in Texas. I yeah, she's from go Texas. Go to yeah. yeah,
3: that's yeah. how you yeah. suck it up. I wish I could go.
1: Sorry. And her first piece was what. 10 Reasons Why You Should Watch Winona, Winona Earp, which I've never oh, seen. Oh, right I just either. crossed my
3: path with that last night. Yeah. And yeah, I and and about checking that
1: out. Yeah, well, she you should actually check out, I'm not just trying to plug the site. She wrote a really great piece on why you should read it and see if you, you you want to watch it. It actually kind of made me want to watch it. And um, she said, since I'm the geek girl authority authority on it, uh, I'll say Winona Earp. Um, some guy named Brian D. Bradley <laughs> <laughs> lives here. He said, Baskets? Oh, better yeah. better Call Saul, yeah. All of the bra- Black Mirror. I didn't think he realized that I was saying current shows, but that's okay, okay. husband. And then he <laughs> said Lord, he then he said, <laughs> rewatch Deadwood once again, Fleabag once again, um, <laughs> and probably ought to watch Handmaid's Tale because Atwood. Um, Talina also said powerless, but it just got canceled.
0: A lot of people said powerless. Yeah. I, I, that was recurring. I actually
1: honestly hadn't heard any good things about it. I hadn't seen it, so I, I, can't, guess
0: she, I can't comment. I can't either,
1: but um she liked it. The double
0: clicks, right? They said powerless. Oh,
1: they said power. The double clicks too. Thanks for tweeting us, double clicks. We're the
2: beautiful. double clicks
1: tweeted you. That's that's yeah. huge. Yeah, yeah. That's like,
0: we're, big. We're huge fans. We, there. I was in a
2: I, music I video too.
0: with them. Um, oh, okay. that's why okay. I Yeah, they probably don't remember that.
1: <laughs> and then uh, someone said Alton Brown and uh, Lucifer on Fox is returning. Hmm. Doctor Who class, um, American Gods.
0: Have they heard anything about Doctor Who class? Um, I've heard up and down things. I haven't
1: seen it. You know, we have the recaps going in. Yeah, and Mel- Mel- I haven't seen it. Melody likes them, so you know, Agents of Shield. Somebody said I haven't watched that in a couple years. And oh, that's Andrews. Oh, <laughs> I thought, I thought Andrew. No, it's just oh. him retweeting us saying "woot." Oh. <laughs> 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 that's not that. That's not that, uh, a TV show. And then uh, I think that's a double clicks <laughs> said a uh, powerless and the expanse. The expanse Uh-oh. is good. Um, mm-hmm. Andre Jenkins said Happen Leonard. Crazy Heads. I don't know Crazy Heads. Do you I guys know, know crazy, crazy Heads? Crazy no. Heads. Uh, Samurai Jack, which is
0: just coming. Oh, out. oh um, very excited um, for that. Yeah. And yeah. that's um, Andy Seriano's show. Andy Seriano yeah. and, of
1: course, uh, our friend uh, uh, Phil Lamar. Yeah. Right? yeah. And um, he's an agents of, Andre said Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, ZP International, one of our fans, said have a good podcast. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Todd. We like to tell, we tell a story like way too much on the show. Our listeners are probably tired of it. <laughs> but this guy, ZP International, his name's Todd. We met up with him at Dragon Con. Oh, you nice. know, he said, can we meet you for a drink? And it was like 10 or 11 in the morning. And Which we're is like, what? Perfect. Party, That's <laughs> when you started. drinking. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and Brian says, well, hey, Todd, so, so how's your con going? How'd your day go? How's your day going so far today? And it's like 11 o'clock. And he goes, well... Well, it's fine. It started with a Jaeger bomb.
4: <laughs> and
1: I was like, that's Dragon Con. Yeah. Right, right there. So let's let's do this round-robin style. I'm going to start with Claudia.
0: Oh, well, um, I, I'll go with the most current and uh, the thing that I just watched yesterday, Handmaid's
3: Tale. Actually, um, yeah,
0: it's terrifying. It's terrifying. It's like Republican it's, land. It is. It is it a friend is. of mine tweeted, or he said on Facebook or something. He was like, "Mike Pence is totally Handmaid's Tale."
3: I, oh. I uh, watched it, he it oh. naked. Oh. Um, you know, You're having like
0: absolutely I, right. I was just mentioning this to Audrey, like having read it, but it's been a, it's been a couple of years since I reread it or whatever. In this current climate, it was just it's really. Christy and I just
2: both reread it, and mm-hmm. it's it's to, a, yeah. The way I described it is, it is a just. Barely time displaced documentary.
1: Yeah. Barely. You know, and it's it's barely. And it's not just a talking point no. that people are saying that. You know, when yeah. they gave the green light for the show, yeah, we were kind of, kind of bathing in that territory. But now that it's been released, we are in that yes. territory yeah, yeah. now. Yeah. And the interesting thing about it is that you know, the point of Handmaid's Tale is that, you know, it's like a frog boiling in water. Yeah. All these things are happening. And you kind of realize that they're happening to your society, and all of a sudden it's too late.
2: My friend Liz Miller, yeah. she's the TV editor at IndieWire, and her review of, of the first three episodes was uh, ended with what I thought was really great. I'm going to misquote her horribly, but the gist of it was the question, you know, when Hamming's Hill was written was, could this happen here? Yeah. And the question isn't, could this happen here anymore, but rather, is it's, it happening? Is right it now? happening? Yeah. Because
1: when it first came out and we were reading it, you know, in college yeah. and stuff like that, it was like, oh, yeah, you can totally see if this happened, blah, 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 blah. But you never thought it would. And now you're just like, yeah.
0: I did cry I, the first episode. And I'm not a big crier in general. But I watched it. I'm just like, oh,
2: God. It's Have it's you guys
0: God. been able to see
1: any episodes yet? It's
0: very well done. First Elizabeth we saw Moss is the first... queen of television as
2: far as I'm concerned. She's so great. I'm doubly excited for it. But. She's great. The She's cast great. is amazing. But the
0: cast is great. I was unsure about a couple of people. And so far... What I
1: find interesting, and i would be interested to talk with you guys later about this, is that like a lot of the first episode, this is not giving away any spoilers. Yeah,
0: no, have read, the, like, book, we read so. the book, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope you know it's <laughs> coming.
1: <laughs> a lot of it is um overhearing conversations, yeah. you know, which is in the book. But the way they directed it, it is you're overhearing the conversation, so it's you they didn't turn the volume up, so yeah. you kinda have to
3: Ooh, put oh, your wow. ear. That whole show is, this is what's you know? happening. <sighs> <laughs> like I, that's like happening throughout the entire I mean, show. It does feel like, like, that's what yeah. it feels yes.
5: like yeah, right yeah, now. But you feel it like, it feels it. like yeah. that right now because exactly. there's nothing you can do. Like yeah. I mean, there yeah. are things we can do, but mm-hmm.
1: and you don't know what's true, what's a like lie, what's you, you know hear. what's yeah. fact, yeah. what's not
0: fact, and yeah. what you think is this is not, and it's and, just. And you're right,
1: David. Um, uh, Elizabeth Moss is a a perfect choice for Alfred.
0: Yeah, absolutely. She
1: really is. Um, I mean, the first episode, we really didn't see much of Joseph Fiennes. So, oh, and, uh, yeah, I makes, don't really know too much yeah.
3: about that character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, have uh, you read the book, Andrew? No.
0: Okay, no, so I you're don't. in for a ride yeah. now. But Joseph yeah. Fiennes, though, all of my Shakespeare and love... Oh, I think the cat is going to be a rough back. go
2: for you now. That's gonna <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a some hard. There's going to be a lot of things like, forthcoming ooh, for you. I know. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. going to be a lot of
3: like, oh, I'm going to put
0: Shakespeare Love on right now. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> I need to see that, Joseph. Yeah. That, that, All that I can Joseph say,
3: find. I'm not, hopefully not getting anything away, but in the episode, Again, the,
0: the books, yeah. I
3: hope. <laughs> in, in the episode, they, they make sex. Unsexy. Yeah. Oh, so, they are really
4: good. Yes. If you yes.
1: find any way to get off on the scene in the first episode, yeah. then you need you to make are... an appointment yes. at a mental hospital okay. and go in right away. Because <laughs> that it was
0: it's jarring. Or you it need is. to grab your Teddy Ruxpin Bear yes. and... Now did, did any of you
2: guys see the movie the, the movie from a, Yeah, oh, the a long, long time with the
0: Natasha Richardson and, and,
2: yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Robert Duvall? Yeah, it's this is interesting. I, I'm I'm interested to see it because my first exposure to the story was the movie, and then I went and read the book right afterwards. And uh-huh. so, um, and I'm not I, it's not a great movie representation of a book, but
1: yeah, I agree. I saw the movie a long time ago, so I don't remember much of it. I remember thinking Natasha Richardson was amazing and she's Robert fantastic. Was and scary. it's very
2: moody and Robert Walters yeah. super scary, yeah. and it shot very moodily. But it shot, if I remember it correctly, it felt from the way it shot like a science fiction movie and one of the things when i was rereading the book that i was thinking about is that the power of the book is that it's not a science fiction book right, you know? right. and so the movie in that respect i think didn't do it a lot of service
1: right right and, and um you know margaret atwood always has this thing and it's it's her thing i get it she's a writer she can choose what she wants to be labeled as where she i don't know how this is like 10 years ago so i don't know how she feels now she never liked to be labeled as a science fiction writer which i disagree with uh, what she is writing is science fiction, especially with the Mad Adam trilogy and or mm-hmm. I'm rereading is, Mad Adam
2: right now, which is
1: too, which so. is absolutely fantastic. I think she prefers to be in the speculative fiction category, and there is kind of like this argument between specfic writers and sci fi writers, which is for another episode. I'm, I'm going off on a
2: tangent. I put her in the same boat as but, William Gibson for me.
1: Okay, it's, I mean, it's that's it's Neuromancer, very, yeah, right, yeah.
2: Neuromancer, all that stuff, and, and most of what he writes, Neuromancer was projecting further in the future, and his recent books have been as well. But most of the books that he's written are almost true yeah 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 and that's kind of and that's what's
1: so weird about this one because like what we were saying in the beginning it's not almost true
4: anymore yeah
3: well i can tell from uh watching the episode and then watching uh the most recent star wars and then you know uh Mm. is that any sort of dystopian type ruling class will take on the colors of red, black, and white.
1: Yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah. For, for, Western uh, for some culture,
3: reason they those are the three colors that mm-hmm. speak uh authoritative yeah. uh, rule over for, the popular.
1: Western culture, like current like I'm talking about our world, Western culture, red symbol red and black and like what you were saying, that always symbolizes um, you know, well it's a Nazi Nazi flag. I mean we've had a lot of, you yeah. know, fear come from from that. Uh Christy on that note, on that fun Nazi note. So,
5: uh, I, so this is going to be interesting because David and I obviously watch a lot of television together. So I picked some outliers. And so uh, in response to The Handmaid's Tale, I know I'm going to be needing to watch more episodes of Teen Titans Go. So that's what on Give my list. Give me some levity. It's my yeah. palate cleanser. Um, like I'm sure I will need to watch it bef- like before I go to sleep after watching *Handmaid* *Handmaid's what Tale*. What was the
2: show we were rewatching where you, that you had to watch?
5: No, it wasn't rewatching. When we watched uh, *Westworld*, yes. uh, uh, I would have nightmares, and like it was like I got I I gotta watch. <laughs> some I wanted to ago. get
1: one episode of *Handmaid's Tale* in before we did this today and it was like 11 30 last night and i watched it and that was such a it, stupid choice you're right you need like, something after it's like
3: putting a bag of bricks on your chest yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah. talk yeah. about keeping up or giving you a bag of bricks on your chest absolutely they're
5: short they're they're amazing um uh they last season they had uh some some episodes uh the first one being called leg day uh-huh they're where uh <laughs> Which out. is a workout,
1: yeah. <laughs> That's yeah we have a yeah. work out there and then uh,
5: legacy is a workout as well. Um but they're just they're just smart. They're delightful fun smart. And, yeah, um uh, they're great.
1: David?
2: Uh I'm gonna plug the leftovers.
1: Oh good. I just started I, I, that, that. Was on one of my maybe to I'm bring up. I'm such a
2: huge I fan of the leftovers. Just started I think it. from a like a writing and acting standpoint, yes. it is sublime. It is. It is so depressing. And so bleak. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would I would urge you not to shotgun it. I made the mistake at the beginning of the second season. Oh, I'm that's a good Watching four point. episodes yeah. right in a row. Yeah. And I was uh, suddenly I was a nihilist after four episodes. what, what is the point of all of this? Yes. Why am I alive? What's going on? You know, um, it's a rough show to, to shotgun, yeah. but it is if you can stomach the bleakness, it is beautiful I did so shotgun it I you finished, finished it. it did you really yeah I finished Holy it in a so very we're, short amount of time I admire your constitution that's we're two
1: <laughs> three episodes into the third season now yeah. I have to say I don't know how you feel David That the second season is my favorite I mean I haven't seen the third season I, I, I agree
2: after, after the first season was over and the second season began I'm like huh the tone is really changing it seems like they're going to go positive and then by the end of the second episode yeah. I'm like oh no that's yeah. not no, no, no. Here. It's, yeah. it's pretty. And, it's, and I agree with you the second season intense. is the first season I find beautiful and again so well acted so well written um, but it's a relatively straightforward story. Yeah. It unrolls in a, in a way that's kind of unexpected, but it's relatively yeah. linear. Mm-hmm. The second season becomes a much more complex uh, uh, world-building exercise yeah. for this new... Um, I mean, I don't won't give away a lot to say that you find out in the, in the first episode that there's been some kind of an unexplained event and 2% of the population has disappeared. Yes. Um, no explanation given. Yes. It's gone. And it's only 2% of the population. So from a... Like world economic standpoint and everything, it's not a devastating event in that respect, but it's a psychologically devastating yeah. event yeah. to yeah. all the remaining humans on Earth,
1: and for, to have no reason, no, no reason, no reason,
2: and people just gone. Whether it's in your life or you, yeah. know, like two percent is enough that you know somebody who's gone. And One
1: of the brilliant things about it too is that they don't spend time trying to explain the no. event. Yeah. The event happened, and here's the this aftermath. Like, and what, I love yeah, that yeah. About what do it. you do? Yeah. And it's
2: it's uh, and it's just this this really again kind of dark, beautiful. I feel, like, very true, even though there's lots of supernatural kinds of things, maybe supernatural things happening, very true exploration of, like, the psychological damage that might happen to a society from that kind of a, of a thing yeah. happening. Yeah, yeah. Is there
3: anybody true. on that show, like, right after the event happened, they're like,
2: yeah! <laughs> <laughs> no, there is of that. There's literally
3: of that. <laughs> I don't know if-
0: anymore.
3: Also, when I grew up...
1: I was I just going to break up with
3: that <laughs> oh, I, I, I had a knife to him, and they just disappeared.
2: <laughs> also, when I, when I grew up, I want to look like Justin Theroux. That's oh, also that. He, wow, is, we he all like Come on. Peak, peak, he's uh, funny and a good looking dude. He's a good, come on. He's a good writer. He's a good, he's a good, good writer. Actor. He's the, he is, he is like him. perfect human. Yeah.
1: yeah. And then I, I, I looked him up on IMDb a while ago, you know, because I was like, I really like this guy, Justin Theroux. And then he not only shares my birthday because I also share oh, my wow. birthday with Andrew Deutsch. Yes, oh. but, but different years. Go just wildly <laughs> different
2: years. You are so much younger than Andrew Deutsch. I know. Come That's on, true. Come
1: <laughs> on, um, but no. Justin Throw is the same day and same year, and I'm oh, like, really? I need Ooh. to meet him somehow. So we're
3: all August 10thers.
1: We're all August 10thers. All well, right. Well, yeah.
3: I like him now. Yeah, now
1: you like him, but I no. Leftovers yes. is a great show. Yeah. I can't recommend that enough. And it's interesting mentioning. Uh, You know, Handmaid's Tale and Leftovers, and I realized, you know, my little comment in the beginning of the show is I do have an unhealthy addiction to dystopia. Oh, me too. I do, and And it's so weird, even though it makes you kind of sad. There's something about that storytelling I love and all the books I read. So there's a show out right now that's a bit dystopian, and it's gotten very... Up and down reviews, but I love it. Have you any of you guys been watching Into the Bad? Boys? Yes, I was just about to mention that. <laughs> was that yours?
4: Yes, was that, that
3: was. Mine? Yours?
1: Well, you start. Well, you yeah. tell me, you tell me why you like it. Okay,
3: the, the reason why I like it is that I thought it was going to be terrible. I I mean, absolutely, I unequivocally, when it showed up on the Netflix with the preview screens, yeah. and I was like, all right. And I just clicked <laughs> play, right? Um and I can't tell you how well. They've done the universe in oh the fact gosh, of solid. just the production design and um the lead who should have been Iron Fist. Um, I will
1: agree with you. There. his name oh, is Daniel wow.
3: Wu. Daniel Wu is an absolute badass because yeah. not only he's a good actor, he's really super handsome and he does his fight scenes. Well,
1: I can't believe they, they got a guy that is that good of a martial artist and that good of an actor.
3: Yeah, that's that's you know, that's tough to do. And yeah. and like right off the bat, you know, I thought it was going to be so cheesy but to the point where it's unwatchable, but it's just cheesy enough to be mm. watchable, Yeah, and they have just a rich, sort of vibrant world that they've created with super vibrant colors, and everybody is, uh, if they know this martial arts they're extraordinary you know they're flying through the air with swords and a lot of wire
1: work yes
3: and uh it's just a part of the world and they've embraced it and then there's magic in the world as well and uh but it also has some parts our world yeah and uh so and it's like a feudal system uh you know where there's empires but everybody has their own sort of Tech personality, or you know, exactly, system. and and it's
1: very like arch. It's like very um, uh, uh stereotypes for the characters, right? So, yeah. yes. um, the part that's like our world, say it's in the future. They've forgotten about how they got there, right? But they've shunned guns. There, mm-hmm. nobody uses guns, and whatever happened, if there was any kind of nuclear war, or whatever, probably not because there's still a lot of greenery yeah, yeah, yeah. in the show. But something happened where civilization fell, and I think there's seven. Or a, I don't know, There's a. It's called this area called the Badlands, and it's run by barons. They, may, you know, sure. and and uh, it's a feudal system, yes. like Andrew said. And the people that work for them that are basically their slaves are called cogs. You know, and their warriors that defend them are called Clippers. So it's got that kind of comic book.
3: Steampunky world. Steampunky
1: world and everything. And this guy that Andrew's talking about, Daniel Wu, is the head of the Clippers for this one Baron, Quinn, who's such a great actor. I love that guy.
3: Yeah, I thought (laughs) anytime somebody's like, how are you today? You know, he's like, it got that really I wanted to hate him. Deep southern draw. And I was like, I am not
1: liking this. I need to look you up. And I looked him up and he's from New Zealand and I said, I'm going to hate you. But the more he went on, I'm just like, oh my God, you Know exactly what you're You guys
2: read a talk book called East versus West. No, uh, so it, it sounds like that to me. I mean, it's not relevant if none of us have read it. Yeah, it sounds like that to
3: me. I'm really interested in this. Matter. No,
1: no, I, I think mm. I, it's really I fun. Know. And, and it's, um,
3: it, yeah, you have to you have to establish that you're going to have fun. Mm. And you have don't, to. Yeah, don't think of anything yeah. else. You know, definitely don't go right after a leftovers episode.
4: Yeah, <laughs> <Not> <laughs> or a,
3: maybe as a palate cleanser. Right. Right. It, it, no, no, it is. It is. It actually. I would say yes.
1: I'd say because it's it's
3: you're talking about this is why and the reason is because every now and then somebody will be like you're gonna have to give me that kid you know it's like so (laughs) you know like the clever guy has a kid with him that everybody wants Mm -hmm. and he's like Give me that kid. And he's like, Oh, you have to go through me in order to get to him, and all of a sudden swords come yep. out, yeah. and one yeah. guy oh, is a double God. swordsman yeah. and the other guy is a single swordsman. And yeah. It's like "Ting, ting," and all of a sudden rain starts falling and it's in slow motion. <laughs> and people step in puddles and it's in slow oh, motion. And he sends him through a window and psh
4: <laughs> <and laughs> he goes through very... slow
3: motion. And then he cuts him in the air as he sends him through the window. You know, it's like yeah, And, so and you then accept the scene's the over rules. and then we go yeah. right back then to the world Then you go back right back. But you
1: accept the rules of the world, like Andrew's said. You accept that, and then you're in the art direction. They spend so much time on the art direction. So like what Andrew's saying, they don't have a problem transitioning the scene into a full seven-minute martial arts fight. (gasps) Seven minutes, and I'm not exaggerating, Wow. Where that in my mind, I'm saying how long did it take to choreograph it to and rehearse not, and it and they to don't film hold it.
3: anything back. No, there's people run through and heads chopped off, yeah. and they sh- and there's tons of blood. Yeah, tons of blood everywhere.
1: Yeah, and I, I want to say from uh, like like from a feminist perspective because you know it's a lot, a lot of the barons are guys and everything like that. Mm-hmm. There's just one baron, uh, his wife who killed the baron, and she's called the widow, and she's taken over. Her, cool. his barrenly duties and all her clippers, all her, people that fight for her call her mother and they're all Whoa. women. Ugh. And Whoa. she's only taking people that are suffering from the feudal system because she wants to overthrow it. But she in herself is also a little bit evil, you know? So there's just a lot of stuff going on, a lot of mysticism mm-hmm. and a lot of badass fights and I love the second season. Oh, and Nick Frost is in the second season. Oh, awesome. Oh my so, God. I haven't gotten there
3: yet. I haven't okay, gotten there Okay,
1: well, Two seasons? It's, so um, it's like the I'm halfway through the second season. I think uh, it's probably almost to the season finale now, so I won't say anything to Andrew or you guys about that, but Nick Frost is in it. And um, it's a fun show. Yeah, I'd say it's fun. I mean, it's violent, but it's that kind of violent where you're like,
2: like you know, violence kind of like so exaggerated that it's yeah i mean,
1: yes. I mean but it's graphic too but it's just like this is now the world we're gonna live in but then again maybe we said that about the handmaid's
2: <laughs>
4: tale so maybe <laughs> Someday, eventually we're gonna Ooh. get
1: to that i couldn't be wrong what's interesting about the second season this is not giving anything away is i finally started to realize that i was looking at the landscape and i'm like that because it's supposed to be america and i'm like oh that's scotland or ireland i can recognize those <laughs> so i looked it up and I started looking up at a lot of the cast, and they're all from Ireland and yeah. Scotland and stuff like that. And I was like, "Oh, some of them are doing." I didn't couldn't tell they were doing an American dialect. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's 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 super Foreigners fun. Foreigners
2: taking away our jobs.
1: All right, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to mix up. Christy, give us another one.
5: Um, so I, I again, I went for outliers. Uh, I love old people, especially old ladies. So there's a Netflix show what? called Grace and Frankie. And it, oh, it's, it's so good. It's so good, yes. It's so good. Yes. Jane it really Fonda is and good. Really Tomlin, and I just finished the third season, and I have to say the third season um, in some ways was super delightful, but not my favorite mm, of the okay. season. Um, but they launch... Uh, a vibrator company for yes. women over the age of sixty-five, so, to, I so love that it. they can.
0: Um, so you don't get carpal tunnels. Yes, and,
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: it's
5: softer surfaces, yeah. all sorts of things. Yeah. Yeah. and I
1: it's
0: <laughs> great.
5: It's, One of the things that's amazing about it is <laughs> I'm not going to out this person, this friend, <laughs> but I think we all, Claudia. I don't. You probably know this person too. We'll talk about it afterwards. <laughs> but uh, was was driving us on the billboard. And uh, in the billboard, they're holding the vibrators, yeah. and they're just ridiculous. They're yeah. just like just giant, giant, giant purple yeah. vibrators. I <laughs> thought they were water bottles, and they, <laughs> no, no, they, they worked. <laughs> and and then was super
2: embarrassed.
0: But it's it's <laughs> delightful, oh, no. and it like it. It's it, so I, funny, and yeah. I like that about that. It doesn't shy away from sexuality yes. with older people. You know, like they're just humans, and they're dating new people, and they're meeting new people, and. You know, it's yeah. that whole getting past the ageism thing, and and, there,
5: and there's like ridiculous things ab- about the show, yeah. but there's some like really delightful. Well,
0: they're uh, both just amazing. Actors. The cast <laughs> is incredible. Yeah. The it, cast and is crazy. The, the
5: basis of the story is their their husbands. They don't like each other at the beginning, but their husbands um come out to them and say that
0: they're gay they're, for they're, each other, right? They're gay and yes. they're gonna leave they're yeah.
5: leaving their wives, divorcing them and they're getting, getting And getting Sam married.
0: Watterson and Which uh is Martin is going to happen. Like
4: I mean That's it's like a crazy there. cast. What a cast, <laughs> yeah. What a cast.
5: <laughs> but yeah, it's it's great and it's one I think it's one it's a show that I don't know that a lot of people would think to watch
0: because it's it's about a family older. show. But I would it say is. it's a family show. With vibrators? Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, that's not. Vibrators. Lilith Tyler smoking not... weed constantly. Yeah. I mean, it's fantastic. <laughs>
1: did you guys? I've only seen a couple episodes. I, I did enjoy the episodes I saw. Do you got? Do you two uh, think? Um, in watching it, do you get to a point where you're able to escape the celebrity and really
0: love yeah. the characters? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Because oh,
1: yeah. there's there's such. Yeah, I mean, it's Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin. But they're, mm-hmm.
0: like, good actors. Well, and that's why I'm yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I and, think so. And, and, um,
2: and I will watch Sam Watterson do.
0: Oh, Well, is me Jane too. Fonda,
5: like, is the old lady that I aspire to be. Because like, she's like, stunning. She, I, she's I just stunning. She's just, like, dripping in uh, pearls and fur, which is not really... You <laughs> really know what, I, you know what
1: I love about Jane Fonda is that <laughs> she does the minimal amount yes. of plastic surgery on her face and stuff, or whatever in, whatever she's doing. Like she lets her wrinkles show. Her neck still looks good. You, that a woman her age would not have that neck. But she's keeping all the wrinkles and stuff on her face. And I'm like taking notes. Yeah. Okay, so maybe so how, how do I selectively? I, how, do how do I selectively okay, yeah. show my age but not have a turkey but I waddle? Think that's, what yeah. it is. that's what it is. <laughs> she's
5: so like she just like is beautifully old. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah she and she looks gorgeous.
2: I thought you were going to talk about her acting when you started. Because that's why I feel about her as an actor. She yeah. does. She does what needs to be done for the scene and nothing more. Yeah. that's how uh-huh. she's always been. And and knowing- I loved her on the the, yeah. the the Aaron Sorkin show. That she was oh newsroom, on, she, she was, was great. She was anytime yeah. she came on screen. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
1: And for for I I, I think that's a, a really great quality in an actor to know yeah. if you you know what you are in the show. Yeah, you yes. know what you are in the work yeah. that you're doing, and you don't try to over overdo it and i also like
0: brooklyn decker and june diane rayfield as sisters you know i I had no idea that brooklyn decker was a good actress and they're so funny together and she's such a grounded mom and june diane rayfield is kind of like this bitchy older sister which is great because my sister's like that's you i was like
3: you're
1: kind of right yeah okay so uh gracie and frankie um andrew give us another one
3: all right, I'm going to have to go way back here, um, just because... In the
1: Wayback Machine? In
3: the Wayback Machine, because personally, I am, like, years behind everybody else on uh-huh. television. Okay. Um, is that I am on season 10 of Friends. Oh, <laughs> in the yeah. way, way back yeah, yeah, yeah. Machine. But I've rewatched the entire 10 seasons. How is
1: that, watching them? Like, so you're watching a few episodes at a time, then?
3: Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's like, on during my day. Okay. So if I'm at home, there's ep- there's Friends playing. So...
1: That sounds delightful. Oh, it's, it's actually
3: is. it's actually quite delightful. Knowing that, yeah,
1: watching them so much in succession. Who is your favorite character and why?
3: Well, Joey Triviani is the best character. I was just going to say show. you are so totally a Joey. <laughs> yes. I can't even... and the reason why Joey Triviani is is the best character is because um, he doesn't understand the world, and he's fine with that.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. And That's where true.
3: and and he has to be explained things all the time, but then he puts his own particular bent on it that eventually works but he has his strong suit that nobody else has which is his ability to uh attract the ladies mm-hmm. um but what's great about him is how simple his character is but such a marvelous on point performance from matt leblanc Matt
2: LeBlanc, I, I just, agree. I, uh, yeah. just yeah. on
3: point For as far these. as like his comic timing is phenomenal across the board to where you know, when you were watching that show, you thought uh, Matthew Perry was the comedy king of that show. No. And he is not. Mm-hmm. And he is a very sort of a one-note character on that show. Sorry, Matthew Perry, if you're out there. But <laughs> uh, Matt LeBlanc is nuanced and he's real, and y- you have to be smart in order to play Dom.
0: I agree with that. I think there's a couple of people. He's really great at that. Woody Harrelson was great at that, and yeah. cheers. Yes. Like, yeah. those yeah. guys Absolutely. are really yeah. good at playing that dumb guy.
2: What, what, this, I mean, what this brings up for me is that all of those years that you and I were writing sitcoms and TV shows together, you hadn't seen Friends. It hadn't even occurred wow. to me. We were trying to write sitcoms <laughs> together and you hadn't seen Friends. Yeah,
3: so watching That's them fantastic. all together compacted, what you understand about the Friends uh, show and how they cre- create storylines is that uh, they consistently lie to each other they lie to each other all the time. Yeah. Lie to, uh, they, uh, about everything. Um, about if they love each other, about uh, if they're attracted to each other, no, sorry, about things that are happening in their lives.
5: No, that's not good friendships. That is the opposite <laughs> of, of the three of us. Our I was just about to we're ask all that. honest with each other. But,
3: but <laughs> well, I was within just about like to 50, ask 50, you guys that.
2: Yeah. But that's true. It, uh, that's, it's fascinating, the idea of shotgunning friends. I never even thought about
3: that. But yeah, you get to see those themes.
4: Those, those
2: yeah. But the problem with shotgunning friends is
3: that every time I walk into a door I hear a
4: bun <laughs> <laughs> you know,
3: at the interlude music I hear that all the time now it's
1: in your head with everything it's, a, it's like a
3: hard rock saxophone as I walk into the coffee so shop so a
1: friends revisit I, I, I like that I like that Claudia what about you what's another show how many have we got uh, I think we can do another one and then we'll do like a, a 10 second one okay
0: um, well I'll do a, cl- a palate cleanser as well um, Shit's Creek if okay. you're not watching, I've not seen that. It's her. such a
2: great cast, but I haven't seen it.
0: Oh my God. If you, you guys have to watch it, it's so funny. And it took me like a couple That's of
3: Eugene Levy. G-
0: right? Eugene Levy and his son, Dan Levy, they both created and it. Catherine and O'Hara. Catherine O'Hara's oh. in it. Um, Chris Elliott is the mayor of. Chris Elliott, <laughs> this town shits it's creek. It's, it's so, he's, I mean, everybody is so, so good in it. And I, I mean, to me, so the second season of the show, I mean, Catherine O'Hara is just, I mean, I think she, that she's, she's a so goddess right. and amazing, amazing, you know. But this really, really showcases her. There's some really, and, and Eugene Levy, he's kind of like the straight guy for the show. Uh-huh. He's co- sort of, you know, like the grounding character, but he's got some moments. I mean, he's always funny. I don't need a, like... Yeah, defend no you yeah. See, Eugene Levy. Yeah, but it's it's a really great show and another show that I just like you know.
1: Well, I'm glad that, that I was surprised. I didn't know if anyone would be bringing comedies, and we have three so far. So I love that.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, it would, no, it's yeah. good. It's worthwhile for sure. David.
2: I, I'm glad that other people bring in comedies because that's never going to be. <laughs> well, I I David. Yeah. Never, David. Em- David. David, did you Ever. bring another depressing one? I don't
5: know. You love, love
1: happy ending. I like, do love happy endings. love it. Did you know Brian used to write for like, that? I head? didn't
2: until recently. <laughs> yeah. But I, like, there are very few sitcoms that I love. I actually love Friends, uh, but I love happy endings. I haven't seen it. I made Christy watch and the whole it. thing and with he, me. I've
5: never seen him Where do you get that so out? hard.
2: <laughs> and I've seen like, that, just, I've seen the whole thing like three times and I still laugh so <laughs> so hard it's it a is good, such it's a well crafted show was it on Hulu or Netflix or something yeah. I think the last time I watched it I watched it on Hulu but okay. I'm not sure where I'll it is they, ju- they, they jumped well
1: tell me another depressing show then David I like uh, another show, on you, else,
2: right? I don't show I don't know this one's depressing so I, I am in love with Better Call Saul I actually oh, so, yes, so yes, I actually yes, like yes. Better Call Saul more than I liked Breaking Bad and I loved Breaking Bad mm um,
0: we are
1: having that conundrum in our house to that conversation where we're just like, which show do we like re- better? I, Especially now that we're into the third season yeah. after that second season. Yeah, wow. So now
2: I am, I will say I'm only in the second season. I, okay. didn't, I didn't watch it from when it, it started. It gets better and I've better. got a good friend who, who is, an is an is editor just, on the show amazing. That Yeah. that I just reached out to to say how much I, I'm in love with the show. Um, but yeah, I, I actually think I like it better than Breaking Bad. I think it's, it's more, the first couple of seasons of Breaking Bad, there were... A handful of episodes every season that felt just deeply, sort of human and honest and really sad to yeah. me. Like I had an undertone of just deep sadness. Um, and then the show, other things became more important in the show, and occasionally right. that would come up. But uh, the Better Call Saul for me is is steeped in this sort of, um, this. <laughs> I'm so I'm so such a bleak person. Deep in this sort of, deep <laughs> in this sort of like a uh, deep human sadness of, um, fear of. Failure and obsolescence, mm. and mm-hmm. uh, and just everything passing you by. That is such a yeah. such a human. Motive, I mean, it's absolutely. Motive yeah. Also, also
1: passing you by, but also doing the steps to do the right thing, yeah. and yeah. having other obstacles still knock yeah. you backwards. Yeah, you yeah. Know? This,
2: this. Uh, yeah, yeah, we've got this kind of built-in, ingrained idea in our American society that if you do these right things, good things will happen. Yeah. And the rea- the reality is. It's yeah. not fucking true, no. yeah. And it's just a show that repeats that to you over and over again. And you see the, the relationship between between uh, Chuck and Jimmy is so mm. um, beautiful to me because it's not a it's not a clear good guy and bad guy here. It's just this this over oh, these overlapping jealousies and competition and between both of them fears of failure. Oh my god, and, you have to get to uh, season three and agony yeah. over each other's <laughs> success. Yeah. And it, it just it's I it's, it's deeply human. And I think this is just yeah. like an underlying. Sadness that I just, I connect to yes. so much.
1: It, and it's very honest. And, and then, of course, this is one of those shows, I think all the shows we've mentioned uh, fall in this category where they really pay attention to the art direction. Oh, yeah. And so so they had Breaking Bad. And since they're going to, before Breaking Bad, they really do have to pay special attention sure. to the time period That's and because everything. Because the actors
2: yeah. are all older now. Yeah. So they have to really convince us yeah. what happened before.
1: Exactly. And so they, you know, the, the flip phones, nobody's going to have a smartphone. Yeah. And nobody's going to, you know. editing
2: is really oh, hit on the so show. Big. And that's because, because my friend Chris is one of the editors, but just there's not a moment wasted on the show. There's not yeah. A, yeah. Every single moment is steeped with meaning and there's that's not a single true. moment wasted.
1: And Ehrman Trout.
2: Oh, Mike Ehrman Trout. Oh, come my on. God. A hey. uh, so little good. trivia about the show, again, because I've got a friend who works on it. They have a giant, like, human-sized <laughs> stuffed bear in the office uh-huh. that they call Mike Bearman Trout. Ah! That, uh, that is part of their team. No, I don't so. know
3: if this is the same thing about Better Call Saw because I've only seen uh, the first couple episodes, but, you know, in... Uh, um, Breaking Bad. You would see something, or they would show you something, and then like ten episodes yes. later, oh, okay. that becomes important. Yes. Yeah. Not only really that, but oh, yeah. things that are like minor things in Breaking Bad, yes. show yes. up they as connect, important. So, so. They're really good yeah. about That's connecting. One of the Breaking Bad. That when yeah. I was watching Breaking Bad, I, every now and then I'd run my fingers through my hair. I was like. Oh yeah, <laughs> the yeah, thing I, that I saw yeah. for the world it's cool. building is meticulous. It is, and it is amazing. I, yeah, it is. Like, it,
5: it's like the, I think that's part of the humanness of it.
1: The great thing about yeah. Brother Call Saul too, if if you guys are scared about watching a prequel when you haven't seen Breaking Bad, no, those things not. that they're showing that were in Breaking Bad, we know. Yeah, but if you don't gonna make know, break. it's not going to make the show. Yeah, they're Easter eggs, eggs for us. Yeah, they're, they're Easter not, eggs, yeah. eggs for us. But yes, that's a great show. All right, I'll. I'll bring up the next one and I'm between two because I keep thinking someone else is going to bring up this other one. So maybe I'll have to bring but I wanted to bring up, I want to bring up Feud.
5: Have you guys watched <gasps> Feud? I know Claudia no, has. No. I've been wanting to because of my lovable ladies. I watched okay. a clip
3: online from that show where they did a single shot from the it's, beginning mm-hmm. of somebody giving an Oscar to somebody yes. to following her through the entire backstage of the Oscars Back over to the back uh, front of the stage, it was a six-minute yeah. clip. Yeah. yeah, it was Such fantastic. A nerd, exciting thing. Oh, it, it, it was. It was amazing because well, it's just her walking through, yeah. going, "Hello, darling, how are you?" Uh, how yeah. right? And exactly. I'm the annoying exactly. viewer. Well, we
2: watch, because it, it just happened. Something else we're watching where, like, as it gets to the show, I, I said to Christy. This is one shot. I do the same thing. I do the same thing. I
5: don't always notice yeah. it because I don't look, I don't watch shows that way because I, yeah. I've not been trained to Being that. Being a filmmaker I,
2: kind of ruins you for watching it. This.
5: does. But it, but it does, but does but bring some some delightful things to it. But when you do see
1: a six minute one shot thing, if you are in this industry and you see it, you are filled with so much joy. Oh yeah. You, know how you should hard... watch
3: the making of Hugo. Really? Yes. There's an ending shot at the very end of that movie, which is a one shot. Well, Uh you should... And it's all indoors, right? Inside these rooms. Multiple rooms. Well, it's a set, right? Of course. But what you see is they had a GoPro on the top of the camera. So what you saw was from the cameraman's POV. So they're going through this shot. They go over people's shoulders and stuff. And all of a sudden... They'll break a wall away in a doorway so they can go around. And they'll flip around, and all the actors are oh, in unison doing their things. And they go outside of a window I and they go that. back inside the room, and it's all in one shot. But you see the dance, yeah, that has to happen. And it is
1: a dance, yeah,
3: um, between camera and crew and extras and actors and yeah. people having to say things at a particular moment, at a particular There's angle. There's
1: a making of, of um, you guys fans of Children of Men? Oh, yeah, So that whole car scene yeah. with Julian yeah. and the making of that. Same that's thing. That's amazing. It's the
2: The cinematographer for that, I forget his name, uh, how I, I, I it's escaped my brain. Uh-huh. Watching him do that is
1: amazing. Well, let me what, Yeah, go for it. Let me say this uh, about Feud, you know, because... I like a couple seasons of American Horror Story. It's not my favorite show. Some of the
2: seasons are great. Some of the seasons. Hotel was
1: fantastic. um, I like the one in The Asylum. The Asylum was great. Because it was covering... The mental stuff and Catholicism and, and aliens. And aliens. <laughs> and
2: that
4: there's nothing <laughs> for Audrey.
1: That's, that's, that's,
2: I half, want to plug my friend like, Al- boop, Alex Ward, boop. who is a lot of the monsters on that show. Oh, really? Um, an extraordinary creature actor. Yeah. So just oh, cool. Alex out there. Nice. Well,
1: but some of the seasons were just like, okay, Ryan Murphy, I get it. So you're, um, like I'm very sensitive to when, um, and I think maybe you guys are too, when people are trying to shock you. Sure. Yeah. Yes. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm just not easy to shock that way. And so I didn't know what to think of Feud. I was like, okay, I know it's going to be campy. I've seen all the posters. I've seen all this. But what, it is campy. But what happened is this very real story about two women in that time Mm -hmm. and what was going on with women, aging women actresses. And not only that, they did this subtle thing that they don't even talk about. They didn't even comment on, which I love. Susan Sarandon is 70. You know, Jessica Lange's like yeah. 67 or 68. And they're playing these women when they were 20 years younger. There's oh. not a thing mentioned about that because yeah. it's not necessary because they're good actors. And in the beginning, they both have love interests. One's yeah. married, one's with uh, Reed Diamond, Joan Crawford's yeah. David, and, and he's in his 40s. And they don't comment on that. These actresses... These older actresses' love interests are played by people in their forties, so which the
2: is age bit, the actresses were. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and which, if it was, if you're watching a television show where it was a very young actress and an old actor, you because that's what we're used to. Yeah. But they they didn't even comment on it. They mm-hmm. did the opposite in this, and it was fantastic. And so there's all this. There's the feud, but then there's some really really touching moments, and then you have. Alfred Molina, and you oh have gosh, Stanley yeah. Tucci, and you have Judy Davis, and you have, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry I forgot her name, the girl from The Americans. Do you guys watch The Americans? Uh, which is another show yes. you should be watching. Yeah,
2: that oh, was the third on my list, yeah. so yeah. Yeah,
1: the, the Americans, who um was the one who worked in the FBI office and got caught up in the... Oh yes, yeah, who I, the, I love.
0: She yes. so she's in this, and she's absolutely fantastic, and the story is good. And the so glad, because she's so good. the attention movie. to detail with the costumes and the set, I mean, it's yeah. they, they, stunning. They, yeah, they it's have some so, behind-the-scenes so
1: shots where they're literally... Watching it's, Baby Jane and yeah. filming oh. their scenes from Baby Jane, so there's that love yeah. there. But then Susan Sarandon and
0: Jessica Lange are just well, Jessica Lange too. Yeah. Just for me is yeah. What, what, oh. what I, what's extraordinary so about
2: good. this, like, with the, apart from in, Into the Badlands, which I don't know the actors in that show. Apart from that, the guy that you say is it's it's mostly unknowns in that show. Um,
1: mostly unknowns, absolutely. The, yeah. I've seen all the other shows, Brady. and
2: all of these shows that we've talked about are filled with extraordinary actors. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Is, yeah
3: it's well, a great point eight, for great actors uh, uh, somebody <laughs> says it's the new age of television yeah as far as like making great television
1: yes yes and 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 there's so and that's like what you know my joke in the beginning about wanting to i mean part of it's not a joke i would like to stay in bed and watch tv all day because there's oh, so no, but the absolutely. thing is that there's Ugh. there's so much good content out, out yes. there you know and i don't know if christy and david you do this um like, Brian and I have the shows we can only watch together, uh-huh. so we have to wait for each other. But I have a list of ten shows where I can't wait for him to fucking leave the house. <laughs> oh, so absolutely. Because I know he has no—like, Into the Badlands, Andrew. I, okay. I just—he wasn't around to watch it, and r already, too, so I, I don't have time to bring him up to date. We make discussions so I'm just and agreements that. about, yeah. okay, yeah. this
2: one is one we can watch separately. This one is one that we have to watch together. To
1: exactly. Exactly. Out, so we're getting short on time. So uh, Claudia— tell us one more show and then we're going to do like a 10 second oh,
0: one. Oh okay so this is one that my boyfriend could care less about. Okay. Mystery Science Th- Theater 3000 uh, the uh, return. Uh, he's like I I I have to he's got to get out of the house mm-hmm. so I can watch it. Um, but I was obsessed with it when it was originally on. That was in my wine cooler days. We are talking about that earlier. I was in
2: Minneapolis when it was originally on, so yeah. it's very dear to me.
0: Yeah, I love it. Just and so our
1: listeners like- know, we were talking about wine coolers <laughs> earlier, and it's bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> I think I may go out to get a six-pack of Bartles and James. Yeah, can you find, this? like, a
3: Seagram? <laughs> <I> guess, right? <laughs> James. Yeah, yeah you that. can I'll find it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you can find it. Yes. I'll make my own, man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'll get some soda
3: water <laughs> and
1: some...
0: <laughs> but I'll do a little shout-out for Eben Schletter, who did our theme song. He... Uh, contributes yes. to Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Okay. He plays a theremin in it. Yeah, it's, and he and did our a lot theme of song,
1: and he's yeah. on episode twenty nine. Yeah.
0: yeah, and uh, oh, and yeah. He, he does a lot of kind of a, a few and more interstitials. i I'm, gonna, I'm so writing something about him. Just talented. trying to get some more information from so, him. What so he did specifically. So you've seen a few episodes. You like yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And the first episode is Reptilicus, which is something that a lot of people wanted to, them to do for a long time, and it's this Danish. I um, stupid, the, the stupid Danish monster movie, which is fantastic. My boyfriend is Danish, his whole family's Danish, so it's like
2: so he's offended by it no
0: <laughs> <laughs> deeply offended, but it's just hilarious to see like because Danish people are blonde and like happy looking, but they're deep, dark, disturbed people. <laughs> Hi. It's Kyra, she's talking to you.
2: Have you watched Morgan? You no, know, Borgen? <laughs> no. Okay, Borgen is the Danish West Wing, and
0: it's
2: fantastic. <gasps> I haven't heard uh, It's that. not a current show, so I wouldn't yeah. have brought it up today. Yeah. There's three seasons, and it's
3: amazing if you can get a hold of it. So, Borgen? Sorry, Bor- sorry,
0: sorry. Oh, okay, Borgen. Yeah. perfect.
3: Of course, it sounds like a the, the their word for Borgen? hamburger.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it made me think of food. Borgen. It made me think of food. Um, okay, so um, we let's go. You have 10 seconds to, if you guys have any left. Ooh. You guys have stuff left? Just say your show why you like it, and we're just going to keep going until we run out. Okay. I'll start with, um, which I thought I, I didn't say out loud because I thought one of you guys were going to bring it up, and I only have 10 seconds, was American Gods. I'm so excited about it. Oh, well, it. Yeah. I thought, yeah, I thought you were uh, I gonna... thought, you know, I, I'm really excited. I'm curious to see how they're going to update it with the gods, you know, especially technology and stuff, um, so because the show has, um, there are new American Gods, which are media and television and, and, and stuff like that. Um, I heard that there is a new God that they're doing for the show, which is fandom. Awesome. Yeah, Ooh. so I can't wait to see that premieres uh, this Sunday. This is uh, so, yeah. this podcast comes out Tuesday, so it will already I, I recently I reread wait. that
2: as well, and I think it'll be a better TV show. I than just book. finished today, I did the Audible uh, yeah. and just I, I, finished my second reading. I like the book second from reading. a thematic standpoint, but it's uh-huh. it's not my favorite book. But I'm mm. re- rereading it because I reread it when they announced the show. Yeah, that's what it's I It's going to be yeah. a better TV show than the book.
0: I, it, I, I think so. It premiered at I South by so. Southwest and got fantastic reviews. The re- so.
1: reviews are ridiculous, yeah, and I can't wait to see it. Christy.
5: Are we doing up and coming or whatever, whatever you want? Um, I'm going to do uh, the Santa
0: Clarita Diet. Okay, <gasps> I uh, love it because it was so
2: Come
5: on. oh, and you just fell down.
2: Fun. It's basically a high budget web series. It's uh... it,
5: but but it was delightful. It was one of it's those so things I didn't really know a whole lot about, and it was just fun. I love it. What is it? What is it? Um, it has Drew Barrymore and Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, and, yeah. and they uh, she basically becomes a zombie, a zombie. and she oh, eats reason.
0: Nathan Fillion in yeah. the first episode.
5: It's. It, I it's, haven't heard of this one. It's great.
2: It's and great. Timothy Oliphant is sort of like a hapless husband character, which is hilarious for Timothy Oliphant Yeah, play yeah. A yeah, yeah. And uh, had, they have to figure out how to feed her and then try to cure and, her. And, and they have a
5: teenage daughter, and.
2: Who, and the actress who
3: plays that daughter is. Amazing.
0: She's the. Yeah.
2: She's great. Yeah, she's actually
3: yeah. nice. and My wife worked on that show. Oh. oh. So, <laughs> uh, but I don't think. I don't think Drew Barrymore.
0: Well, no, no, she, she's
2: very uneven through the show. She's very uneven. I think uneven. it's
0: a different, it's a different feel for her, I yeah, think, you it's know. Not, it's, it's not her comfort zone. No, really. it's she not. It's into not. into it as it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah. I did, I still enjoyed it. I still enjoyed yeah, it's, it. It's just delightful. Yeah. yeah. David?
2: Yeah. Uh, the Americans was my third show. Um, I think it does an incredible job um, communicating episode to episode the way that kind of the undercurrent of society in the 80s, in America, especially so a... Uh, it relates to the Cold War. yeah and when I first heard about it and first watched it, I was really worried it was going to be sort of over the top campy 80s and it's really not oh. it's, it's a really it's like strong... better call
1: Saul in that way yeah. where they exactly. yeah
2: It's a really strong, very accurate, very visceral feeling of the 80s and what it felt like to live in a world where you know there was a deep-seated and very real fear that this enemy who was your equal, this is penetrating It's the best description
1: of the Cold War I've seen. By far. There's never been
0: one. And, and the acting I, is yeah. so good. And,
2: and yeah. uh, Matthew Reese. Matthew Reese is that right? Yeah, Matthew Rhys. Right? He's, uh, yes. he's amazing. Yeah, he can do anything. It's astonishing. All the acting is so good. Um, what's the actor who is the FBI agent across the street? I just forgot his name. Beeman. Um, uh,
1: what's his I forget his name. He's, his is he's characters. Agent Beeman. And, he's, yeah, anyway, yeah.
2: all the acting is extraordinary. The writing yeah. is extraordinary. The direction,
3: the mood of it, it's astonishing.
1: I would say that's a definitely a must-see. That's a good one. Andrew?
3: Uh, Goliath. On okay. Amazon, is that
0: good?
3: It's very good. What uh, is it? Billy Bob Thornton uh, uh-huh. plays yeah. a sort of a strained, high uh, upper level uh, lawyer for corporations that is now not that at all. He like lives in a motel and uh, he is sort of a down and out uh, drinking guy, uh, which he plays very well. He's but um, uh, he gets a case uh, landed on him. That where he has to almost compete. In my with his head, old... when you said
1: when you said case landed on him, I immediately went to like Looney Tunes and thought of like oh, yeah,
3: <laughs> the like, on, on boss. In peek into Audrey's but, brain. Know, right? <laughs> but in that show uh, is uh, one of my favorite actors is Kevin Weissman, um, who is a character actor from uh-huh. Alias. Uh, he oh, played yes. the ca- uh, tech guy on Alias. Yeah. Yes. Oh, he fantastic. Yes. He, yes. he plays a great character in in the show. Uh, and so it's nice to see him back on television. But uh, all in all, it's a, it's a small show, uh-huh. but uh, it's done very well. And it's one of those things where its plot lines are very long. It's uh-huh. very, very long. So you have to watch all the episodes, and uh, they're very slow, but... You know, enthralling at the same time. I would watch so, play about and
0: yeah. And he just wanted award or nominated, nominated for
3: it. Pull oh, of he? that yeah. show. Oh, he is that really isn't. Maybe? He's a great character, but he's not the main pull of that show. Interesting. The, it's the cast that surrounds him is actually really great.
0: Claudia. Well, Twin Peaks. Oh, I, can't, that's, waiting for you to bring I can't that up. wait. I can't wait. Um we're we are we re watching it right now. We do once a year anyways, because it's one of my favorite shows, but I can't. Wait, I mean, there's been so much drama behind it. With Are you David. worried about it
2: at all? Because I felt the way about the, the X, when they brought the X-Files back the first season, they're doing another one, which is so, sort of exciting, but because I have a giant X-Files-sized hole, hole in my yeah, heart. Yeah. The new X-Files didn't fill that hole. I
0: did not. So, a couple of episodes filled it yeah. halfway. Were, yeah, it was yeah. good yeah. stuff,
2: and I enjoyed it, and I love watching David Duchovny and Dylan Madison, but...
0: I'm you know. not as worried because there was the drama of David Lynch pulling out of it for right. a while, and like, I'm not going to do it if I can't do it this way. So that being said, I hope that it's it's for the better of the show. Um, I mean, he's got everybody pretty much everybody coming back who's still alive, except for Laura Flynn Boyle. She's not coming back, but you know the cast seems pretty amazing, and he's in charge. And I don't know. I, I'm you're excited. I'm excited. I I'm, I'm a fan until I'm not. Have so. you
5: have you done a Twin Peaks tour? No. So, so my parents used to live at Snowball. <gasps> oh, did they? and so I used to like <laughs> run to the falls. Oh when I transferred,
3: so coffee and pie are a big coffee thing. Coffee and pie, oh up the, the coffee road.
5: and pie. Um, I'm gonna give you a little tweeds. Does not actually have amazing pie like before <laughs> because you want mm-hmm. the pizza because you want to yeah. And you're like, uh, why isn't this better
2: pie? But <laughs> After all this time, they should have at least what's <laughs> the, the pie. It's mind blowing
5: because people go there all the time just for pie. I guess yeah. they don't have to put and, effort and in and because coffee. they're gonna and, come anyway. And so yeah. it, it's, it's interesting, but I would go there more often if they had delicious pie, but. Um, um, but yeah, I'll,
1: you should do that it's a oh fun my tour. god I'll end, I'll end the topic on oh god I still have five left but we don't have time so um I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go do with, we three hours
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um uh, I, I'll end with a biggie I had some smaller ones but uh, yeah okay Fargo is, oh, yeah. is is I, oh, yeah. I, I saw the first episode of, of of the third season. I have to be honest; I never got through the first season, even Ooh. though a good a good friend of I'm, we're going to go back. So Claudia in mine oh. is um, Kelly Kelly Holden. Yeah, um, she Martin is the one Sheen's that gets bludgeoned by uh, wife. Martin yeah. Freeman. Oh so Martin, wow! Yeah, yeah. and um, oh god, she's got I some see, great stories. You know, she was cast for that. And she said, it, it happened so quick. They didn't do callbacks. They did. She went to a callback. Yeah. She never heard from them <laughs> until it's they like said, cast. You're cast, and she had to get a lawyer. She's like, What is this? I have to get an entertainment lawyer and do this. Yeah. And next thing, she's like, I'm sitting in a motel on a bed watching TV with Billy Bob Thornton on one side, <laughs> Martin Freeman on the
0: other and side. And she loved Martin. F- I mean, yeah. she's a big Lord of the Rings fan. Yeah. yeah like, and she's like, What has happened playing, to my life? Playing yeah. his wife. So but like, yeah.
2: like, you didn't see the first or second season?
1: No, I saw a second one. I saw so I saw three episodes of the first season. I forget why we dropped out. I we we just for whatever reason. And then we watched season two. Love season two. And um, the first
2: season, like I love the first season. The second season is I was very, very suspect of the second season. So I'm like, they can't the first season was the best thing on television as far as I was concerned. Yeah. Second season was coming, and I was like, they can't possibly top the first season, and it does. And it's so good. How did you feel about the pilot of the third season?
1: I really liked it, and I'm curious (laughs) to see more episodes because I don't know if it's because of Ewan McGregor and Leftovers' Carrie Coon, who I meant to say who is, like, I love
2: her so much. Yeah, no, I. You agree
1: know, so. so I don't know, but but you and McGregor, I was like, wow, this can be a really interesting season. Yeah. So I'm okay with the the setup so far. Are you I
2: feel like both of the both of the previous seasons, their first episode just like punched me in the face with amazingness. Yeah, this wasn't and this punchy. one was a lot more no. slow burn, and so you're I, right.
1: The I, second I'm- season immediately, there's the car. Yep. And yeah, the I mean, the and lights just like overwhelmingly
2: yeah, extraordinary. Yeah. Uh,
5: also. It's delightful to watch with David because uh, David is from North Dakota. No, so uh, there's uh, there's the accent. Are you?
2: Yeah, are you? Slips
5: back, but he doesn't. He doesn't know. Like,
2: but are you judgmental? Of no, no, no. When when I was when when the movie came out, I was going to school in Duluth, Minnesota, for my acting degree, Mm -hmm. and and I was surrounded by people who were like, "We don't sound like that. That's ridiculous. This is uh, (laughs) this is horrible." they're they're portraying <laughs> us in a bad light and
4: you're like and have you listened to like yourself? yeah no seriously
2: <laughs> but but i also had a lot of actor friends people in the, in the program who couldn't hear their own dialects when we were right, in dialect yeah. class because we spent a lot of time getting rid of our horrible dialects <laughs> yeah, uh, as part yeah, of our yeah, job yeah. um but uh but it, it happens when i watch fargo and when i talk on the phone to my mom for more than an hour i sound like i you 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 do that with
5: the southern accent
1: i bet you do that with realize yeah.
2: it had happened
5: no. like i thought he was doing it on purpose and not at all and my dialog
2: isn't exactly that <laughs> but it sounds enough like that that it's because right. it's obviously a theatrical, theatrical you know it's, exaggeration right. of it, but right, right, right. it sounds have... enough like that that I slip my, into my native dialect I'm gonna say one
3: thing, yes, real quick. Sir. Please don't fuck up Star Trek Discovery. Oh, that's yeah. oh I'm no, no, oh, no! Yeah, I wanted to
2: bring
1: that up, no, but we don't have time. Do just really quick. <laughs> really also,
3: Legion is amazing. Really? I finished Legion. Legion, two, uh, it's yeah,
1: over. But, which uses the cast from Fargo season two? Noah, because it's Noah Noah Holly, Holly. It's the uh, same. The pilot
2: of Legion is mind blowing.
1: Star Trek Discovery, hold on, what is going on with that? I don't know. I
4: don't want to talk about it because delayed again.
0: It's gonna make me upset.
3: I just rolled a grenade into the room. because
0: Star Trek is like, you know, I'm starting to think it's gonna. It's and-
2: sacrosanct to all of us, and it, it, like yeah. I, when they first announced it, I was just because I didn't watch Enterprise. I well, shame on you! It's not bad. There's a very I watched I watched one episode of Enterprise. Enterprise?
1: This is this is a show that is good the, for uh, binging.
2: When I watched Enterprise, yeah. Enterprise, the first episode when they had the sexy Vulcan shower. Vulcans are my yes. people. Yes, <laughs> the sexy Vulcan shower. it's it's like, fuck that! I am out. This yeah. is not. Yeah. This is not happening. Because Vulcans,
0: Vulcan's can yeah.
2: be sexy too. That's Vulcans can be sexy because the of their spin. minds, uh, not because of this gratuitous
3: shower scene in my with skin suit. Yeah, ridiculous.
1: No, but um. The last two seasons of Enterprise are fantastic yeah, because fantastic. they do what Deep Space Nine did, where they bring in this like end-all, be-all war into it with the yeah. Zindi. Andrew has told yes. me multiple times uh, so Yeah, be I'm, it I'm on board with Andrew, even though he threw a grenade. My boyfriend's in it. Oh yeah, and her boyfriend's
0: in it. Oh, that's Is, awesome.
1: Did you see all Enterprise? No. You guys? Oh wait, you Andrew, you did. Do you remember when they um
0: the defunct when 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 they brought like
1: cons people? Uh, there's like and Data come well. His yeah. maker yeah, yeah, yeah. comes back and everything. He's the runt. He's like the
3: he's oh. the runt of
1: yeah. the <laughs> yeah.
0: Khan's perfect people. And,
3: yeah. yeah, I have a lot of friends that uh, were on that show. Yeah.
0: Yeah, a lot of, yeah, that's a terrible theme song. Okay, but that's the worst. Well,
1: that's one. That's where they messed up. First of all, oh, it's oh. terrible.
0: Yeah, Awful. but somebody told me they loved it because it was the only Star Trek song that they could sing at karaoke, and I was like, all right,
3: <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right. <laughs> I would, okay. I would totally get into
3: some Plus, <laughs> Plus nobody, hear, when they named okay. the show, was like, STD, nobody, nobody.
0: <laughs> well, Brian oh, no, Fuller that's come up later.
1: <laughs> Brian, I mean he, Brian Fuller tries to play it off, saying, yeah, we sent all our, this is before he left the show, all our, um, you know, emails to each other, you know, STD, yeah. we think it's funny. It's like, yeah, but did you really think it through? Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. It's like, when you Brian know? Fuller was still attached to it, I was like, yeah, Brian Fuller, I know. because I remember when they announced Hannibal, and I was like, Brian Fuller, seriously, for Hannibal? And, and it Hannibal's was fantastic. just, yeah. it's poetry. It's yeah. TV poetry. Yeah. Um, just manic, ridiculous, yeah. weird. And so I was super excited when they announced that and then he left the show.
1: Yeah, but now, I mean, we're going to get all of the Brian Fuller we need with American Gods. I think all yeah. that crazy support in there. Um. I'm scared about Star Trek Discovery. At and this now point. at this
0: point, yeah. I'm going to watch it. I was it. being hopeful. And, yeah. yeah.
1: Claudia and I have been like the biggest cheerleaders, but after this yeah. last week and all we this. We don't have a
3: good spaceship show right now.
1: We need a good spaceship. Well, um, Dark well, Matter. Over. Dark Matter's uh, not bad, but it's not Star Trek. Just, okay,
0: yeah. guys. All right. Battlestar Galactica.
2: <laughs> we each have 15 more shows we'd like to talk about.
1: <laughs> Listen, so we're, we're, we're closing that down. but we always play a little game that I throw on people. Oh shit. At the end of the show. So here's what you have to do. Here's what you're going to have to do. If two of the shows you mentioned or that were mentioned today could cross over, doesn't oh, matter wow. if they're from different universes, what... Of those two shows, would you what two shows would you like to see crossover? I know,
2: I know my answer now. Right okay, away. go, go, so go, go, go. I would like to cross the leftovers and Friends.
0: Oh! I would like to see oh, what Anna, happens, Mr. Aniston and Mrs. Aniston. Just call yeah. the leftovers. Oh my
2: god, oh, that's what? right. That's right. Is that is missing. true. That is, I didn't think about that. I think about no, I would like to see what happens. So we take Friends, and in the middle of it, um, maybe Monica is taken. Just oh no, disappears. she's my favorite. No, no.
0: She's
1: and, no, no. Yeah, well, one they, of the, it has to hurt. And Claudia. they have, it to, has and to then
2: they have to figure out how to put the, their lives the fuck together. But it's, but it's still a sitcom. Claudia was <laughs> kind of still, the
1: archstone. I mean, she. I mean, not Claudia. Uh, you are <laughs> uh, Monica was yeah. kind of the one that held. She was the mother character. Together. Yeah, she's kind of the
2: mother character, and a connective tissue character. Yeah, because she's she and Ross are, are siblings, and that's how the friends Good kind of too, understand yeah. each other. So Monica is taken. That's But it still, they really still try to structure it like structure it like a sitcom. They still try to be funny but the world is falling apart because of these people. Oh, that's what I want to say. Oh my see.
0: god. Does oh that's
1: I don't think I can top that. That's no, really that's, good. That's, that that's well. that's fantastic. Um I'll say um of what was mentioned today as I talk slower trying to think of something <laughs> um, uh, American gods and and the handmaid's tale because the handmaid's tale is oh. deeply religious oh, wow. so you have a god mm. the handmaid's tell God their Christianity that's kind of right. gone crazy. And then you have all the old gods coming into Gilead right. and having their own battle.
2: And seeing like Nancy and Wednesday and everybody yes. trying to, and especially the female gods trying to Easter and stuff, trying They're to,
1: trying to get in and, and and everything. So that's mine. Uh
5: Any of you three? I I uh, would do Teen Titans Go and Handmaid's
2: Tale because <laughs> <laughs> I
5: would like, then
2: you could watch it and go to bed. Like to
5: it go <laughs> and then also I would like uh, to hear Beast Boys commentary and Starfire's commentary. On what's going on. Like the two of them, the way they talk about the world just kind of speaks to me, and so I I. There would just be a lot of like, uh, and Starfire especially.
0: Okay, yeah. Claudia, Andrew, anything, anything? Um, I, I would, I would say uh, Mystery Science Theater and Twin Peaks. I think that Mystery Science Theater could get a lot of, um, uh gold out of the season two of twin peaks because that just there's so much
3: ridiculousness the rails. that we had to lie yeah. season yeah. two it goes off that'd be the rails them to actually so
0: they could a, like a watch show yeah. Show. Yeah. Yeah. an entire yeah. season that would show. be really cool mm-hmm. and just riff on yeah that like, would be a really like, cool I, that's like kind of like a high concept idea for joel
1: Hodgson. if you yeah like do one do uh, an, an entire for season. A whole season that'd be interesting andrew can
3: uh, I think it would be interesting to watch uh, feud, but if it was Star Trek captains. Oh,
4: what? <laughs> oh yes! Oh, yes. oh what? Picard? Uh,
3: no, move. just like two female oh, Starfleet captains: oh, Joan
4: Crawford
1: and Betty Davis, a Starfleet captain. But
3: they have their they have We <laughs> have our
1: own images
4: of yeah.
3: What yeah. this, but <laughs> exactly, they, they like both show up at the same. To to solve whatever's uh, going on uh, oh. in that quadrant, you know, like competing <laughs> in the against middle each other, of fighting the Borg cube,
2: and yes, kind of blah, yeah, oh my
4: god,
1: yeah. love it, and the alliances they make, and the oh my god, that would be fantastic. <laughs> all right, uh Christy, where can we find you on social media? Um
5: My Instagram and Twitter handle is Geek Christy.
1: Easy enough. Yep. David.
2: Mine is the easiest. It's David Net uh, with two T's. t's. David N E T T, all one word. That's how I am everywhere.
1: Also. Easy. Uh, and, uh, Andrew's exact opposite. I'll do
3: at, I'll, do, <laughs> excuse me. I'll do at Nerdstrong Jim okay. uh, for that. But mine is Andrew R. Deutsch. Except uh, for there's numbers in place of letters. And stuff. Well, Instagram, I am like some sort of weird uh, amalgamation of numbers my, and letters. My
1: husband did that for Instagram, too. And so, like, when he has to do this, he's constantly saying different
3: Yeah, things. This is all it's based upon like, me
2: forgetting a password. <laughs> yeah. There, yeah, there are accounts out there that are easy to find for Andrew. He yeah. just can never access them again. Exactly. Oh my God. <laughs> if someone's out.
1: listening and they just, what what's the first place they should go to if they want to find out more about NerdStrong? Just go to website?
3: nerdstronggym.com or just nerdstrong.com.
1: Okay. Well, oh, awesome.
3: Facebook.com slash NerdStrunk is another good number?
1: Excellent. And you guys just had a couple articles written about you as well? We had you? an
3: article in the New York Times written solely about the gym, which is really nice because usually we're a part of articles about sort of geeks and fitness and stuff uh-huh. like that. So uh, it was nice to have a full article just about the gym, just about the ethos, yep. just about the people. And, you know, um, it was a very positive article. And, uh, you know, it was supposed to come out like a year ago. Oh, really? And they just kept on pushing it back, pushing it back, pushing it back, and know, then they dropped so it. It's like kind of fascinating because it feels like a time ago. capsule yeah. because a lot of what they talk about in the, in the thing is is yeah. uh, a period in our sort of
2: metamorphosis, like a larval stage almost for us. Interesting. And so it's interesting to see that. But again. it got us a lot of attention.
1: That's A lot great. of
3: attention.
1: Um, also, you know, you are talking about time capsules. Um, if you guys go to Kneel Before Odd on Geek Girl Authority, check out... Uh, Andrew and my, I interviewed Andrew. We have a great
3: podcast. Yeah. We do.
1: We got along really well <laughs> yeah. in my podcast. Yes. We talked a lot for like an hour and it was really nice. We did. You guys I should him, listen to I it. had it was a dog really nice. right next
3: to me. You did. The, Half dog was the podcast him. is like.
4: <laughs> That's
3: not a dog pant. Have you, have you in traded you in the balls them for,
2: because anymore? meal free for odd, have you traded with Zodquats? Zod squats? Oh, for, I haven't shown her Zod so squats. So Andrew has yet. created a new, new oh. workout thing You're called Zod squats. Because you kneel before Ooh. Zod, and it's amazing.
1: That sounds amazing.
0: You need That's- a video of that, and then you can put it up on your kneel before Zod. Claudia, where can we find At you? At Claudia Dolph, across the board. D O L D O P L. Yeah, it's no F-P-H.
3: Claudia Borg and... Um, <laughs> don't
0: worry. and at Booze and Phasers, please subscribe. Please subscribe. We're so much, and fun. please uh, leave a review as well. You can find me at Audrey Kearns, K E
1: A R N S, across the board, Twitter, Instagram. I uh, check out our Facebook page, uh, Booze and Phasers, and please check out geekgirlauthority.com on Facebook and Twitter for all your nerd news. And uh, we're gonna, and thanks to Matthew Sewell. For um, engineering our show, being our audio engineer, he does a great job. And
0: Evan Schletter for our theme song, we love you. And Frank DeTrono for our artwork. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna leave
1: you guys with a quote right now. We're gonna go around the room. My quote, I decided to do from uh, which actually became a big part of the conversation for *Handmaid's Tale*. Is um, we're only you guys are only one episode in, but this quote does come up. Don't let the bastards grind you down,
2: hmm.
5: Christy. Nothing but the rain. <laughs> Battlestar
3: Galactica. Yeah. Nice. Uh, it's too bad she won't live, but then again, who does? Who does? Blade uh, right uh, This is from Joey Tribbiani. From. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, it's a moo point. <laughs> it's like a cow's opinion. It, it doesn't really matter. It's moo. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, Joey! Doesn't. It- Okay, Claudia. Let's do your quote that you do every week.
0: Um, it's not a quote. It's just um a plea. Jonathan Frakes. If you're listening, just tweet at me. It's been a while now, it's been thirty episodes. Not one peep from you from the Twitterverse. Just tweet at me at do Claudia Dolph, P H Do it Jonathan Dolph. Like, oh Thank
1: you guys so much for coming over. This is so much at- fun for- yeah, yeah, yeah. For-